episode 448 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. I don't know if I'm being heard. You are. <laughs> okay. We can hear you. Unfortunately. I mean, uh... <laughs> uh. <clears throat> um... Yes, I'm recording from a remote location. They have my, it's an uh, undisclosed location. We cannot uh, we cannot <laughs> tell where he is. <laughs> and if you don't if you don't don't donate a million dollars to the Geeksters Go Movie Fund, then I will be uh, discontinued. <laughs> I'll be doing the show solo from now on. <laughs> you gotta threaten them. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be a dual act anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so right now, someone's probably asking themselves, they've been doing it at Ed's house for a while. They've been, they were back two boobs in the basement. Now, all of a sudden, Sean's now talking crappy through a headset. What happened? Um, <laughs> hmm. um, I'm going to try to make this a short story long. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, there were some hangups with Stacy at work, so it, it wound up. It took a little longer than it was expected. Think of it as kind of doing an inventory of your store with only two people, and then something goes wrong, and then you have to recount the same two people. <laughs> Can you count the two? I mean, well, I mean, uh, an inventory. Like, <laughs> in, in my head, it's like if you had like when I when. When I used to do inventories in my store, there was as many managers as possible. They would come over. Now, I know what I'm about to tell her. She's probably going to roll her eyes and try to correct me later on, but it's not the point of the story. The point of the story is, is that they're, they're the checks and balances, if it's the same two people, and when you're panicking and you're upset, you you're, might repeat the same mistake over and over again. Right. You know? um, so I, I'm like, well, you know, and it was wound up being like, oh, okay, well, maybe I'll be there at like 7.30. Oh, it might be closer to 8.00. Oh, I might be closed at eight thirty. I know I'm just gonna do it from home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So uh, I'm, I'm, and if you hear me just quiet and going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's probably because I'm eating. Ah, okay. Because <laughs> you know, now that I'm, I'm not looking at you, I could do whatever I want to do, like sit in my underwear and eat bagels with cream cheese <laughs> and drink Mountain Dew and be like. Pff. I ain't got no one to press. <laughs> that's, 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 that's why I took my first thing when you said we're going to do this remotely. I took my pants right off. Zoink! <laughs> <laughs> Good thing you wish to wear with those tearaway ones. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how's it going? How's how's your week? Uh, anything exciting or interesting at all happen? Or um. I don't know everyone say exciting, but there was a lot that kind of went on this week. And one of the reasons why I went to like, do the show was mainly for the fact that I felt like if we talked about it like a week later, it wasn't going to be either interesting or funny. Okay. <laughs> um, or maybe it's more it'll probably more like, oh, well, no, I never noticed that. And I guess I'll go back and rewatch some stuff and go, oh, my God, they're right. <laughs> um, let's start off, Ed. Uh, have you done anything? Good or interesting this week. Well, yeah, I, I, there was a couple things actually uh, that I, besides the things I think we're going to talk about. Um, one is we had a you know usually I have a, I have a movie night on Wednesdays with, with Sipon if he comes over and this week he did. Uh, so this week's selection was Runaway with uh, Tom Selleck and Gene Simmons. So he there's another there's another. Okay. Movie. Oh, I love that movie. Okay, you better not 
better not be a disparaging word about that Tom Selleck Gene Simmons opus. Wait, are are we we talking about the same movie? (laughs) Are are you kidding me? (laughs) Tom Selleck is a cop, or some sort of cop, and Gene Simmons is... Uh, he has these robots taking over the world, like these little micro robots, not even micro robots, kind of like the shoebox size, <laughs> and and they're like killer robots. <laughs> I guess I, we are talking about the same. I, I remember there was a scene on a elevator, like up in like a um, like an open elevator, and I remember they have acid, and they shot acid onto Tom Selleck's like face, like on his cheek, and I remember seeing it burn. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, it's the movie. That. Every once in a while, I sit on Voodoo, and I'm like, it's on my wish list. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it is. I would call it one of my guilty pleasure movies. <laughs> like, look, if I can love Hell Comes to then I can love Runaway. <laughs> I'm not seeing no, it. I don't. I'm not. I'm gonna put it this way. I'm. I'm on your movie night. What's that? <laughs> Said, go ahead. Ed, tell me about your movie night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to say, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen because I've seen a lot of shit in my life. But it wasn't. <laughs> I, it's to me, it was funny just because it was the uh, beginnings of the uh, you know like computers and technology and movies. You know, talking about it and somebody who probably didn't do any kind of research on on technology and then just you're just making things up. Um, I'm trying to see if I can find a date here well, when this movie was made. I think it's 1985. Okay. I think. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's like 85, 86 because it's it, Gene's trying to be an actor, so now he, people know what he looks like without his makeup on. 1984. Oh, I was close. You were close, yes. So, yeah, 1984, this movie came out. So this is right around the time he was doing uh, Magnum P.I., Tom Selleck. Right, yeah, right. So. It's, it's around that time where he missed out on being Indiana Jones. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, so we got this. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Then he realized, oh, you know what? Maybe I'm better at TV movies. <laughs> I thought this was a TV movie. Because <laughs> that's what Sipon kept saying. This has to be a TV movie. And sure enough, no, it was in the theaters. It came out like around Christmas time, around, I think, December 16th of that year. And uh, Ed, I'll be honest. I think I saw it in the theaters. Did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, for the record... I didn't see it because I was a huge Magnum P.I. fan. I saw it because I'm a huge Kiss fan. Right. <laughs> so in my eyes, I wasn't seeing it for Tom Selleck. I was seeing it for Gene Simmons, who overacted the shit out of that movie. Right. And it was like, what am, what, what am I going to expect? If you want to see a better Gene Simmons movie where he even overacts even more, there is a movie. It's on my it's on my wish list, and I, I can't access my wish list at the moment. Um it stars uh, John Stamos, okay? And you're like, Uncle Jesse and Gene Simmons are in a movie to get it, get together? Not only are they in a movie together, but Gene Simmons dresses in drag because he's a transvestite killer. He's a hermaphrodite, actually. Is he's, he a hermaphrodite? He's a hermaphrodite killer. I think it's, I think it's a I've, good I've watched a review of that movie uh, the other week, and uh, I think we talked about this movie. I'm trying to remember uh, off the top of my head. Uh-huh. This, this movie but we but we t- <laughs> and i, I think right, because i showed you that we showed you the trailer yeah <laughs> um, hold on it's filmography now i'm going through 
Jeans as an actor. He was in 120 things. It's got to be mostly Kiss related, yeah. <laughs> Music videos and stuff like that. It's got to be. Uh, uh, <laughs> I want to say out of something, or you know, I I can't. I think. Extract Detroit from Seminole City. He was in Ugly Betty, Kiss Kissology, the Ultimate Kiss Collection. <laughs> he was in three episodes of Family Guy. He was in Detroit Rock City, which was a great movie. I mean, there's all the cities. Wanted dead or alive? That's another good. Never too young to die. Never too young to die. Okay, yes. Velvet von Ragnar and Carruthers. Carruthers. <laughs> Velvet von Ragnar. I mean, my, my stage name. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, now coming down the stage, Velvet von Ragnar. I'm like, ah, da, 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 da. I'm flicking my tongue around. Ah. <laughs> Dressed all in ch- leather and chaps, my butt hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's, so that's right. And then George Lazenby's in this movie, right? He plays uh, John Stamos' dad. dad, right? That's uh-huh. right. Yep. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that should be the next one on your list for you, and, uh, Dave. Well, actually, I think I think I found the network. We talked about this a while ago. Jackie Chan and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger did a movie. Actually, we we talked about it a couple weeks ago. We talked about it last week. Yeah, you uh, saw it. Yeah, apparently though, Sipon found out that that's a sequel. Iron Mask is a sequel. These are Russian-made movies, oh. and they're called Vi V I Y, and it's really about this Jonathan Green, who is a map maker, who is uh going around and they they said they they happen to have i, I guess uh the uh Schwarzenegger and uh Jackie Chan in the second movie and the first movie is called the English title because they said Vi is the name of the movies in Russia but they say Iron Mask is the American version of it and then the first one's called Forbidden Empire and um when I found out I had to find it and I found it and I bought it and <laughs> I've, I've. Hopefully, I'll get to review it for next week's show, or the, you know, for the next. Is show. there anybody famous, like um, American famous, in it? Uh, let's see here. Uh, you know, the no. Got, you know, no, I'm looking at the back here, and there is nobody. It's all Russian names. Mm. Um, the one guy, the guy who plays Jonathan Green in this, he was in a couple of American movies, uh, but he played bit parts. Because I've seen him and stuff, I'm like I know him from things, and he was in a he was in a transporter movie. He was in um, oh god, I, I brought his list up one day, and I'm like, oh, I saw that movie. Like now, I now I know. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, it's that guy. It's that guy, right? When you need like a Russian foreign guy, that's the the guy you would get. <laughs> so apparently, they're making another one. They're, it's filming right now. I don't know what the third one, the American title, would be called because they're just calling it Vi Three. On the IMDb page, but I now have the first two, so hopefully we'll watch the first one and see how well that does. Um, we might not, I don't know. Like I said, there's a we have a ton of movies that uh, not a ton, but we've got a couple, quite a few that I've picked out for uh, for 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 watching. Uh, so uh, that's I'm going to put that in the mix, and one day we'll we'll definitely watch it and and uh, let you know about it. So, well, Ed, I um since we're talking like you know 
mediocre to crappy movies. <laughs> I saw a mediocre, crappy movie myself. What'd you do? <laughs> um, well, there's a movie on Voodoo that I, I always I wanted. To, I every time I see it, it's called The Rookies. It's got Mila Jovovich in it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like kind of like an actiony movie, kind of like almost a knockoff Kingsman in a way. Okay. Right. And I'm like, well, I like Mila Jovovich in action movies and stuff like that. So let me go. And, and she kind of plays like a recruiter, and she recruits this guy who's kind of, who seems to be kind of like a daredevil kind of guy, and like, oh, I could use you for this thing, and would you like to join the the organization? Kind of, yeah, you know, like your standard spy kind of flick, right? Mm-hmm. Problem is, Ed, it's from China, <laughs> Singapore, actually. Um, so I have her as like there's she's the only one of the few English people speaking in it. Everybody else is dubbed, or they're an, another American actor who's acting, I guess, over in China. Mm-hmm. Um, so at first I was like, oh, and then typical <laughs> the trailer lied to me faction fashion. Um, guys, kind of like a daredevil, but he's excuse me, also kind of a jerk. Because they have to be, mm-hmm. um, no English, so everything's dubbed, which I don't, I don't mind. But he's also he's kind of like a um, an internet star, like he's like he's got like followers on YouTube or Instagram because he does he climbs like these high rise buildings and then parasails off of them, mm-hmm. you know. So and apparently there's uh, first of all it starts off with like a, a drug bust with a woman from Interpol who is a fan of this guy. But she's a fan, but not a fan. Like, she follows him to try to basically get him to arrest him. Hmm. Right? Okay? So he is on top of this building, and he kind of falls off, and he paraslides into this building of a um, a would-be kind of drug deal. All right? All right, so now, and the people, when he comes in, he's mistaken for the person who is the dealer. You know, like, do you have brand X? Uh, it's it's on its way. Or do you have the money? Like, they're they're having this conversation. He's just kind of sitting there and he's playing along because he he there's no way that he he has to play along if else he's gonna like die, right? Mm. So, of course, things go wacky. Somebody shows up and it's like, hey, you're not the guy. And then like a gunfight kind of pursues, and then Mila Jovovich pops up and she starts shooting the place up. You know, and and her scenes are very action oriented. She's sliding across the floor, kicking people, jumping off the side of the very matrixy kind of fight choreography, but no slow mo. It's all like, like I said, felt a little um, Kingsman a little bit the way the fight was choreographed, choreographed, mm, okay. right? So our quote unquote hero gets away, um, goes home, and he's kind of like not really like I wouldn't say he's not the brightest person either. You know, he's kind of stupid, is the best way I could put it. <laughs> and there's, like, a scene with him and his mom, who I swear his mom is probably as old as him in this movie, like, look-wise. And there's, like, a, a blow-up doll joke in there, too, in this scene. <laughs> <laughs> and he shuts, like, he kicks his mom out of the room, turns around, there's Mila Jovovich and another dude sitting at his desk, like, out of, like, like a la Batman. Right? Okay. And she basically says, like, look, you screwed up the this deal, and now the, you're going to have to continue being this bad guy. 
you know, so you kind of have to, it's either that or, you know, you're going to wind up dead or, or millions of people are going to wind up dead because of this, this, it's like, not really, it's a drug. It's not a drug deal. It's a, a, um, bioweapon. And it's going to kill millions of people if it gets out into the air. So they want to try to buy it from the guy. So that way they, they can, you know, save the world kind of deal. Okay. Um, so he's like, I, well, I don't want to do that. But then they start like, they do like, here's a pound of money. He's like, ah, I'm not doing it for that. Another pound of money. Well, no, uh, well, well, maybe another pound of money. No, I just couldn't. Yeah. You know, and like, they're just <laughs> throwing money at the guy until finally he says, yes. Um, then, you're like, okay, well, where's the Interpol lady? Apparently the Interpol lady, like, recognizes him and tries to follow him and then gets sucked into being part of his team to try to, you know, he's being taken as a joke and he wants to be taken seriously and he knows some other people on the internet. One's like a Q, a Q branch type of guy. And it winds up being like this really, like, it's on a scale of like one to five, it's like a, a solid three. All right. Because, because the action's good. Um, the acting is horrible because it's it's overdubbed acting, um, and Mila I think is fine, but I think I think she kind of had to dub her own voice. I I, I kind of felt. Um, <clears throat> I don't. I, there's some moments where I thought she was just kind of phoning it in, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she did have it kind of easy. There is one moment where she gets hurt and she's bedridden and can't speak, so you just kind of have her sitting on the on a bed looking at, angrily at people. <laughs> and by the time I'm done, I'm going. This must how Ed felt like when he was watching that Iron Mask movie. Because <laughs> 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 I'm like, I was really interested. It's one of the movies that I would pass by, and it was super cheap. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll the dice, take my chances, add it to the library, add it to the library, watch it that night. Because I'm like, oh, I want to watch it. So I talk about it on the show, and I watched it, and I was like, oh. This isn't great. That's not bad, but it's totally not what I expected. And who the acting's not great. <laughs> it was like this is prime B movie, very B movie ish, you know. <laughs> but again, I'm thinking like, well, it's B movie from a comparison from a person from the states over in China and Singapore, where it was probably filmed. It was probably a huge hit, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, huge enough that's on you know, Zudu. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to tell you, they'll put anything on. I know. They're, they're media whores. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what else did you do? Uh, well, I did watch some uh, TV. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I watched the first three episodes of um, The Boys, the season three. Okay, they okay. dropped this weekend. Um, yeah. All right, hold on. Give me a second. Oh, I'm chewing here. I can't. I can't. I can't speak my mind if I'm eating. Well, good. No, I'm. 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 I'm back. Um. So, before we get into particulars, what did you think of the three episodes? Oh, I liked it. I. I did. Okay. I. I. You. You go. You. 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 You think at one point you go. They can't shock you. <laughs> like, like, okay, hold on. I wanna, I, I've been trying to think about the best. Ed, I've seen a lot of TV. I've seen a lot of weird shit. I've also seen a lot of moments on television, movies, made me go, ooh, like get that kind of 
you know, sucking your teeth moment. Yeah. Because it's, cr- it's not cringy, but it, it kind of. It's shock. Say, it's, 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 it's extreme shock is what it I, is. It's the best way you put it. Here's, here's, here, well, here's something that I could kind of put. There's moments. This is hard to describe because it's going to alienate probably half our audience of, of women. There are moments in a guy's life where something happens and you, your ball sack kind of shrivels up into your stomach. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's, and I don't know if women have that kind of same experience where like, it just kind of like you get this massive, like, Oh my God, like chill going through your body um, in a way. And, or like, like cringe kind of feeling. Um, but <laughs> remember how in, in, uh, infinity war and everyone said, Hey, why don't, why, why doesn't Ant-Man just go up Thanos's ass and just expand, expand himself out. Right. Yeah. That's over and done with. Well, the boys took that idea and, and added a little bit more flair to it. <laughs> and it, it, <laughs> and without spoiling it I sat there and I legitimately almost jumped out of my chair <laughs> Stacy was asleep because she you know she was going to bed and I, I was going to watch I was going to try to watch it on three episodes at once and it got too late so I, I finished the third episode last night but that first episode if I was kind of semi asleep <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the thing. The what what you're what we're trying to like dance around a little bit was the first few minutes of the sh- of season the three. I think right after it happens, it goes the boys. And yeah. I'm like what? Like like the credits didn't roll. That's <laughs> that's how you have to look at it. the credits didn't even fucking roll, I mean, I mean, and uh, you got this, and you're going holy crap, Blake. Folks, allow me to spoil it. All right, so. Since we last left the, the gang, um, Huey left. He now works for the government um, or a government agency that polices superheroes. You know, like, kind of like the, they're trying to do it the right way. Uh, and Butcher and Frenchie are um, kind of like his his workers. And um, what's-his-face is um, out. Um, uh, Mother's uh, Milk. Mother's Milk. M.M. is out. Uh, he's retired. So there, and and uh, the Asian girl, what's her her name? Shit. Um, well, they have to go to a party where they have a hot lead on the boys' version of Ant Man is at a party, and at first you see the guy and he's being like a jokester, he's shrinking down, he's kind of fucking a Barbie doll, like pretending he's fucking a Barbie doll, and everyone's like laughing like a great time, woohoo! And then he's like, okay, I'll be right back. And he leaves the room and followed by another guy, and and then you cut to them doing what. And a massive amount of cocaine mm-hmm. right and they're getting so high and the one guy turns to the Ant-Man character and goes I want you inside me and I'm like okay you know what whatever I mean it's not it's not unusual to have um, a character be overly masculine in public but then be very homosexual in in private life mm-hmm. because they have an image to maintain um, so he's like okay no problem and the guy then proceeds to pull out his penis and put it on a table right by the coke and i'm like oh okay so the guy's probably gonna go behind him whatever nope he shrinks down and proceeds to go into and this is where my my testicles started to rise up into my stomach start going into the head of his penis like he shrunk down small enough opens up the little hole and then you see from his perspective 
inside the urethra, I guess it's it's the yeah. technical term, right? Yeah. And he's touching the sides, and and the other guy's like, "Oh my God, is this feels so great? Get to the you know, get to the prostate. Come on, let's go." And <laughs> the thing and, is that the thing is that they they both snorted. There's your thing. You got to got to set right, this up a little. They both snorting the coke before this happens, uh-huh. and the the Ant Man character was sneezing, had right. a sneezing fit. Go ahead. Right. Right, so I mean, it's kind of loses the shock value when I did tell, given what the punchline, the joke. <laughs> but he's he's there, and I'm sitting there going, um, I wasn't thinking anything about it at that moment because I'm still cringing from the something in my pee hole. Just well, uh, no way, sorry. Uh, like I'm I'm freak. I'm kind of cringing at that moment, and then he gets like halfway in and then sneezes, <laughs> which causes him to expand back to human size ripping the guy that he's inside apart (laughs) (laughs) and at that moment i went i was like holy shit like i wasn't expecting it and then i I laughed because i was like oh my god this is the season we're getting like (laughs) and then it's like he's there like guys like in half and he's like oh my god and then it's the boys right (laughs) Right, because Frenchy actually Frenchy shows up and he goes, right. and he's like, leave, and it's like the boys, and you're like, oh my god, like I'm like the the credits now are just rolling. <laughs> like, like, I was like, oh my god, you guys, are, this is this is it's gonna be it's gonna be a wild season. I just know it. But the, but, but the thing is, is like there was two things. Going, the first thing that actually ran through my mind is Paul Rudd's watching this now and going, uh-huh. I don't want to be Ant Man anymore. Like I I, I don't want to be <laughs> like no. This, this is this is not this is not how things to go down. Like, now, now, Eric Kripke, who helped create the show with uh, Seth Rogen and I think it's his producing partners, they had to have been sitting there going, "This is such a great idea. We need to be able to put this in the show at some point, but we have to make it different. We can't just have him go up the guy's ass. That's that's expected out of us. We got to go from the other end." Like, <laughs> and, and how are we going to do this? Because we got to make sure that it looks, you know, realistic enough. And I, I'm like, holy crap! Like, I mean, also too, it also first starts off. We completely missed it. It starts with the whole um, join the Unite the Seven movie <laughs> movie with I'm going to say a um, second time in a, po- in a in a cameo for uh, Charlize Theron. Yeah. Theron, Theron, um, she's in it briefly, and you're like, she's everywhere. And I, I saw an article. Second, I could throw this article in with the with this what we're talking about. How they got her is basically she knows Seth because they did a movie together, um, and um, it's it's a really good movie. So they kind of asked her, and she's like, yeah, sure. And and next you know, she's getting sized up for a. A super suit and special effects and everything. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I thoroughly enjoyed the season so far. I think I this is more of a supernatural nod because Jensen Eccles is in it this season. He plays Soldier Boy, um, their version of Captain America, mm-hmm. right? Um, and but. Their version of Captain America is a complete scumbag, douchebag. Like, you know, if you've seen the videos on our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, give us a like. You know, <laughs> it's supposed to be the outtakes of, like, a PSA that he would have done at the time. Right. So, but there's a guy running for president um, that you see in a background. 
um, he works with Vaught. His name is Robert Singer, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now, Ed, I don't know if you know it or not, but it's played by Jim Beaver. Jim Beaver was also a star of Supernatural. You, no. you know what his character's name was? No. Bobby Singer. and i'm like so they got bobby singer they cleaned him up put a tie on him called robert and now he's running for president (laughs) (laughs) i mean when i saw it i had to pause it and i'm like robert singer oh my god they got him to be bobby in in the boy i'm like you guys are super smart and i don't i'm not sure anybody who's watched supernatural has had to pick that up if not surprise I was like, I, I didn't get that. Like, I you go, you go. I know him from somewhere, but I never right. looked it up. But I was like, I'm like, he looks familiar. Why do I know him? You know, like, right. I think. It's, it's it's Bobby. Damn it, Bobby. <laughs> He's the guy who calls him the idiots. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is so good, and the show itself. I mean, it is super good. I I, I know I'm only three episodes in, but because everybody else, but I am such a fan of the show i it's the first two seasons like you mentioned are on blu-ray and i, I was it's over i whenever i wanted to disappoint myself and whenever to best buy and i noticed that they actually had it on blu-ray um no digital copy of course because if you want a digital copy get on get on amazon prime right <laughs> um or actually on voodoo it's like a sale now where i think it's like season one season two i think Season one, I think, is like five bucks, and season two is like ten bucks. So you pretty much get season one and two digitally for like fifteen dollars. Wow! And, and there's a part of me going, mm, that's kind of tempting because you know it's, it's boys aren't always going to be on; they'll eventually take it off the air. But I, I then there's that part of me going, well, I kind of know. I don't know if I want to have them physically because it took them what two years, but before they finally decided to put it on Blu-ray, right? Like I don't know. Like I'm, I'm always on the like now that it's out, I'm kind of on the fence. Like I kind of want to own them, but there's not a lot of like dig- the digital con the content is like deleted scenes and gag reels. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, really, that's all you got. You have all this all this rich stuff that you probably could talk about about the boys, and you have like a little, you know, like half hour documentary on the comic book or something. But said you go, you know what? We need them gag reel. <laughs> <laughs> um. What else did you watch? Anything else? Uh, watch the next episode, of course, of Obi Wan, which I think uh, a lot of people, a lot of, I got two warnings. You warned me about like I don't know, and then somebody at work did the same thing. You know, it's like you got to see it first, and and then and then of course I did. I watched it and uh, on Thursday, and um, yeah, you want to start because I know you said you had problems but not what everybody else had the problem so I, I don't think it's the same thing i have what everybody else has i here's i want to start off too but i also the reason i'm, I'm starting on sidebar is i i also watched the entire season of uh stranger things too this week you know i know that that's not your thing mm-hmm. and the reason why i'm bringing it up is because i noticed that stranger things and obi-wan have done what i consider a cardinal sin in filmmaking a passage of time badly Okay. Okay. The reason why I'm saying this is like an, um, putting Stranger Things aside, focus on Obi Wan since you saw Obi Wan. The day to night ratio sucks ass. <laughs> okay. There's a moment where Obi Wan and little Leia gets um, rescued, 
and or saved, and they go into what would be their version of their underground railroad for people who are trying to get off the planet or away from the Imperials. Um, there's a little fan service. Obi-Wan's like, oh, look, here's a person. Everyone, everyone who's a fan of any of the cartoons should have went, oh, my goodness, they mentioned him, <laughs> right? Hmm. And and you're like, okay, fine. Then, and there's like this just, there's no real cutscene. And when they go into this room with like, you know, they first they get stopped by a robot and um, a droid. Sorry, I don't want to say robot. It's like the middle of the day. It feels like the middle of the day, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Obi-Wan is, he's kind of like, kind of relaxing for a moment. He gets the, what I would call the disturbance and the force. And he looks out this window and it's nighttime. Yeah. Just nighttime. And look, here's Vader walking walking down the thing going, hello there. You know, I'm going to snap this kid's neck. I'm going to, you know, do this and do that. Um, And I'm like, okay, so you're establishing, like, can't you have Obi-Wan during the daytime? Like, I mean, can't you have, you know, Darth Vader pop up in the middle afternoon? Well, no, of course not, because you need to have Obi-Wan him fight at nighttime. You know, nothing's better than a sword, uh, what do you call it, a lightsaber fight at night. During the day, it's kind of bleh, right? <laughs> so I'm like, all right. And, and Stranger Things did that too, a, a couple times where it's like it's a scene and it's daytime, and then he cut to like a follow up scene with it, which makes it feel like it's the exact same time period, and it's night. And you're like, what? What the? Hell? It's like, you know, like. Dumb it down for me. Give me the like the fast sun going down thing as I used to do in some of the movies. Like, shook, oh look, it's nighttime, <laughs> you know, because Obi Wan legitimately like got done saying like, oh my goodness, it's this person. There's like a little chit chatter, and then all of a sudden disturbance in the forest, nighttime. I was like, there wasn't even dusk at all in this show. It went from day to night in a blink of an eye. That's problem number one I had with it. And again, I can kind of. I want to overlook it, but when it, that something like that happens, it kind of takes me out of the moment. Okay. Uh, you know. Well, also- my my thought was the fact is that maybe like his ship, the cruiser ship was flying over that area, and it's a huge ship, so it was blocking out the sun. Okay, Ed. <laughs> I mean, if that's sure that that. Because it's a couple of times that they, that the you've noticed like like all of a sudden like it got dark because the ship is flying overhead or you know like kind of thing and like so so you're you're leaping logic. Let me just make sure I'm okay. clear. Vader's ship is hovering over this little town, right? And he takes a small shuttle to land. Yeah. Okay. Would have been nice to see that though. True. True. I mean, but I mean, people complained. Can people complained about people complained about the uh, extended editions of Star Wars and the um, you know Vader getting preparing his ship in Empire Strikes Back and then going and it was like that whole elongated scene where he was uh, um, you know uh, where they pick up Luke and the you know to end of end of uh, uh, Return of the Jedi or not Return of the Empire uh, Empire Strikes Back. You know, and they and, and people complained about like that was too long. We didn't need all that. Like we yeah, we know he went to a ship. Like blah blah blah. You know, like and and that maybe maybe that's why they didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, Luke going from the ground to his ship. Okay, you can make that leap. Okay, he walked. You didn't need to see him walking. Mm. But I would have liked to have if Ed, I, if I finish this sentence and all of a sudden it's morning, 
<laughs> you know, it's like, and then I finish this sentence and it's nighttime. I, I don't, I'm like, I don't, I get pulled out. Okay. All right. Me personally, you can, you know, I'm not, I don't know why other people didn't like it. Here's the other thing I didn't like, Ed. It was the Looney Tunes adventure in the escape hatch. I mean, in the, in the tunnel. Okay. All right. Um, uh, Obi-Wan says, take, uh, it's, uh, her name's Tal, Tara, Talia, or, um, Tava, I wrote it down because I need to make sure I got the names right. Uh, Tala. She, he tells Tala to take Leia to the ship that they're going to go to get off of the planet with, right? Mm-hmm. They open the door. There's a tunnel. Follow this tunnel. It's going to take you to where you need to go. She even, you know, because Leia turns around and tells Tala, hey, you need to help Obi-Wan because you have to, just have to. I can make it on my own. Inluding that this tunnel is a straight shot right to the hangar. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, while this is happening, um, everyone's favorite uh, favorite character of the season, Riva, <laughs> she's she's looking around the area that Obi Wan and they all were just at. Discovers said tunnel, gets mad. Now she, in my opinion, has no idea where this tunnel goes or where it leads to. So what's the thing that you should do? You go down the tunnel, right? Mm-hmm. Well, at some point in time, her and Tala must have completely missed each other because next thing you know, Tala's on top of a dirt mound shooting at something to help Obi-Wan in his lightsaber duel with Vader in the middle of the night. Where she didn't even know where they were at because last time she saw him, he was in the middle of the city like now he's i mean i guess it's nighttime just follow the blue and red lights i guess mm. you know you know the boom, 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 and the <sighs> moments <laughs> you can kind of kind of maybe figure out where they're at right <clears throat> so reva and tala don't see each other during this tunnel moment right then what's even more infuriating is that at the end leia comes out at the end of the tunnel and there's reva so she got ahead of Leia in this in said tunnel. Where did she think that? I mean, I'm assuming okay, maybe she didn't go in the tunnel. Maybe she walked out and then went. Oh, let me take a guess on where this tunnel goes. It must lead to the thing. Why would you not just run through the tunnel? It's probably the quickest way to get there, <laughs> right? Like, is and. So well, let's oh, say, like, 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 the, 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 you know, I, granted, yeah, I, I, I get it. I understood, like, yeah, you know, and I do. I was, I was kind of like, wait, why? How did she get there? And how did this speed person be here? I mean, the only thing I could think of was like intricate tunnels, you know. Uh, right, right. There's, uh, there's a spider off to go anywhere in the city. That I, I made that leap too. Right, and yeah, and so you see, like, so for her, she was like thinking, all right, well. Uh, where the with that what was that girl's name that, that helped her out? I can't forget his name. Her name, she uh, Tala. Tala. So I that one. I that one. How did she know where he Obi Wan was? No idea. Like I said, unless you've like I said said oh well, you see light, red and blue lightsabers right. being you know swung around. You're going all right. That that's them. You know, like you know she he knows she knows he's a Jedi and you know and fighting Vader. So that one I go okay, but like. To me, it was like, well, the Riva, right, was the was the uh, villain, the uh, right. She's the one everyone on the internet hates because she exists, apparently. Right, the third sister. 
which I I still I I was asking around because I I'm not I'm not looking it up, but I was just like I'm like what's what's wrong with her? Like I don't understand. There's what nothing wrong with her. Honestly, they're pissed off that she exists. That's what it comes down to. Okay. I mean, that's everything. Because that, I also look too. I'm like, okay, what did maybe she say something bad about somebody, and they're all jumping on her? I have not seen a single thing that is indicating that she is a bad human being and that she shouldn't be on the show. Like. I don't. I don't get it. I. I think it really is just because she exists on this show that makes fan base butthurt. But go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> makes no sense to me. But whatever. It doesn't. Doesn't either. It makes. It just irritates the shit out of me. It makes you want to go. It's not the fact that I want to say like you're no Star Wars fan, but like I don't, in a galaxy far, far away, maybe racism shouldn't be there. I mean, it's it's a world of different people and different planets. They're not all white male. Get over yourselves. Right. <laughs> like. Yeah, cause, Sorry. Because <laughs> there was a sister. I mean, she was an alien of some kind. But, like, okay, like, you know, you can't have a black woman. Like, big deal. Right. Like, like I, right. I don't I, get I, that. I don't understand. But anyway. Black woman scares people. I don't know. But anyway. It's stupid. You know, I, I assume she used kind of like the force, even though it was the dark side of the force. She used the force to find a quicker way to the tunnel than Leia did because Leia was sure she she can run really fast like uh, Obi Wan and Qui Gon did in Episode One. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And she ran so fast she ran right by Leia completely. Missed no, her. I oh, I, I, I Stop, think turn around. <laughs> I, I I I think it's a labyrinth because, like I said, we we already kind of established that it was a labyrinth for, you know, that's how that's how Tal- Talia got from right. where she we're was just, to that we're, rooftop. We're, we're filling the logic holes. Right, is what we're trying to do. That's to say, there's there was a lot of leaps in logic for this, you know. That that you know that's to me it was just like it, it, those those little stupid things didn't bother me as much. I thought it was lazy, to be honest with you. I'm thinking, right? You you could have done something better with this, like you know, I, like you know, like like it's little it's little nitpicks that the Star Wars fans go ape shit over, and you're going, you're just handing it to them. So why, like you know, kind of thing. But you're like, I'm like, I'm and I'm the type of person's like, hey, I'm I'm easy. Like you know, unless it's right. unless it's like something that doesn't make any sense or or you know or you know I can't follow it completely, then you know then I'm gonna be pissed, you know, because a, a lot of people were mad that the fact that the re- the real reason was Obi Wan and Darth Vader fighting on this planet, and they're like, wait a minute, like how does this happen, you know, and 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 well, I and I go I go well, I'm gonna wait on that one I'm I'm gonna wait I'm gonna see what the other episodes yield I mean we've got three more basically now because well, so wait so people are, are confused as why they were fighting on that planet well they, they they feel that they haven't seen each other since that that uh, fight on uh, Mustafar that you know that that they fought like they haven't seen and they they until, until they see each other in the New Hope like that okay well well I, oh well I mean. Yeah, but when they see each other, even Vader says, like, hey, now once I was a student, now I'm the master. Like, maybe this is that moment where, like, something happens that pushes. For me, I, I thought that for me, personally, in my perspective, again, doing the logic thing, is that Vader hates Obi-Wan because I'm in this fucking suit because of him. You left me for dead. You know, surprise, I'm alive. And... Now I'm I've been obsessed with trying to find you as well as the other Jedi. So I have a natural born hatred for you guys because of the position that you came in. He's still pissed off about Padme. You know he doesn't know about his kids, so he can't even use that as an excuse. So the first thing you want to do is when you see the person who put you in this in this suit is maybe you kind of want to kill him. Mm-hmm. That being said, I understand that maybe you want to torture him first, right? 
Okay. You know, the whole, like, putting them on, you know, the, putting them on fire, because, like, why not? You did it to me. You left me burning. I'm going to leave you to burn, biatch. You know, like, that kind of thing. The, the problems I had with that scene thematically is that there was a couple times he came upon Vader and he didn't hear him. Like, I, I've always thought that that was a breathing apparatus and that could never stop. Like, it's not like he could decide to just hold his breath. Yeah. <laughs> Like and sneak up on somebody, you know. I mean, you have you have a guy of Vader's size walking through something. The last thing he's going to do is hold his breath and step on his tippy toes. You know? Could you imagine holding? Hold on, I got to sneak up behind him. <gasps> like it's just like surprise, Obi Wan. Here I am. It's like you could have, you should be able to hear him like a mile, not a mile away, but yeah. But he he got he did that. They did the same trick with uh, Luke, in uh in, in Empire Strikes Back. Exactly my point. He shouldn't have been able to do it at all. <laughs> but he did it in Empire Strikes Back, Luke. Right. Remember? Right. 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 No, I know. It's like when he comes. That's when the part where he gets you know starts ripping the walls out and starts throwing it at him. Yeah. Like um, I'm not even a bitch. I'm so. Badass, I'm just gonna put my lightsaber down and just throw shit at you because you clearly are suck at the force. You can't even make the Empire's T ball league with that the way you're swinging that sword. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, anyway, so like I that kind of fine, you know, I will, I will, I will allow the surprise moment, but here's what I can't forget I can't really forgive, and I understand that. We're talking about Vader. We're talking about Obi Wan. We're talking about Leia. Three people that you know are at the end of this. At the end of the series is going to be just fine, just yeah. fine, right? However, I think it's poor writing is the fact that you've why didn't he was already force pulling him through the fire, right? Uh-huh. When Tala comes to save him after she makes the fire, I guess bigger. I don't understand why Vader didn't just go. Thanks for the thanks for the you know help, and then just force grab him and keep pulling him through the fire. Right. You let him go purposely. Now maybe that's part of the plan. Like maybe it's like you know I'm gonna you know get inside your head and fuck with you mentally, so I want to break you down, and then you know when we meet again, I will be the master because I've broken you down systematically. I guess I I don't know. I just felt like if Vader was going to. If this was his moment to enact all his revenge on Obi Wan, there wouldn't be a moment where he's going to go. You know, what? I'll let you go. <laughs> you know, I just that kind of bugged me a little bit. It's like you just drug him and you let him roast it there like a marshmallow, and you're watching him pop and fizzle, and then he gets saved. You're like, oh, yeah, I had enough of him. Like, <laughs> like you're like, well, wouldn't you want to have just a slightest urge to cut off a limb? Like, <laughs> you know, like. You know, I just it's it just kind of struck me as like a little odd that after all that you finally after I don't know ten years of searching for the bastard you finally get your hands on him and you let him go because some girl pulled him out of a fire. <laughs> you know, it's just poor writing. That's yeah. kind of it's just like all right. Well, you got three more episodes of this, but all right, you know, and I'm okay with him with Obi Wan being a curmudgeoning old Jedi who kind of has given up on the Force because again. I hope you have like if you're okay with Obi Wan now, then I hope you might want to rewatch Last Jedi because Luke's kind of the same way. Huh. You know, Yoda is kind of the same way. They all—it seems to me—all Jedi when they become old, they become crabby old men. 
know, it's like because they shut themselves off from the force for whatever reason. And they just become like, no, I don't want to do this anymore because no matter what we do, it's never going to we're never going to win. <laughs> <laughs> so I just kind of feel like I, I'm I'm not surprised Obi-Wan is the way he is. I'm not. But I also wasn't surprised the way Luke was in the sequel movies. Like, of course, because I guess maybe I just saw it from a different way. But I, I know people are kind of complaining about Obi-Wan being like, well, there is no way he, he would have shut himself down. Like, well, maybe that's the reason why he can't talk to Master Qui-Gon now. Like, I'm waiting for that moment where Qui-Gon pops up and goes, hey, oh, hello there. <laughs> <laughs> I have a particular set of skills, Obi-Wan. I will teach you them to you. And I will make your hair gray in the matter of eight years. <laughs> Did you see that on the internet too? Like somebody's made a comment or a theory that the torture through the fire and all that stuff is what puts um, Obi Wan makes Obi Wan more look like Alec Guinness when he sees, huh. you know, like like oh he went through all that stress and trauma that that aged his hair and turned his hair white and his beard white and that's the reason why he looks the way he looks like in you know when eight years later. <laughs> No, I didn't see that, but uh, you know, I, that's a lot of people. I think a lot of people are saying it's just like it's like eight years. How is he going to get his hair grown? I'm like, and maybe it's sand. <laughs> maybe it's it, not. Great. Maybe it's it's the harsh climate of living under two suns and under a cave. Maybe that's it. Could be any of those reasons, or maybe it could just be Ewan McGregor is aging gracefully, where Alec Guinness didn't. Right. <laughs> you know, it, it's just that's the way it is. Because I mean, there was a there was a thing in National Geographic a long time ago where they showed two people. Uh, one was a monk in his eighties, and then there was a Native American that was in her fifties, and she looked like she was in her nineties, and he looked like he was in his forties. Like <laughs> you know, because the monk never saw daylight. He was in a um in his in his uh, 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 I- well, I guess you know, but in his uh, in his in his church or whatever you want to his call temple. it, temple. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. Uh, in his temple, that you know, he 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 never saw daylight. Where the Native American, she lived on on the plains, and she was right. you know that was uh, she you know she never had much of of terms of cover. So the sun, you know, made her look extremely old and aged her quite rapidly. So. Yeah, maybe another eight years on the on Tatooine will make him go, you know, uh, maybe gray and 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 old looking, you know. Um. Did you, so what? Okay. Well, there's my gripes with the show so far. Um. It, it to me, it's nitpicky. I'll be honest. I'm a, a grown adult, and I'd be like, you know what? I know I'm gonna be a nitpicky about it. It's Star Wars property. It's I. More Star Wars is always good, regardless. Even bad Star Wars is good Star Wars. Bad pizza is good pizza. Right. I think. You know, <laughs> so what did you dislike about it, or have you gone through all your dislikes about that episode? I, I didn't literally dislike anything about the episode. Okay, you know, I, I'm again. I, I I think I said in the beginning was I have to wait until I get all six episodes under my belt because if certain things are not explained, then I'll be like, all right, you know, like. I don't want to jump the gun. You know, that's that's a thing. Like right. like like if, if this is the to me one of the problems of, of having um, you know, a weekly episode to watch instead of binge watching it all in one shot. You know, like right. it, it makes it more difficult because it's just like you you'll go through these gripes every week and then all of a sudden like the one little thing will explain the whole thing and you're going 
<laughs> like right, maybe if I just would have kept my mouth shut, right? To watch the show and reserve judgment until the until I see the entire finished product. Right, exactly. Okay. But right. I'm enjoying it. I'm. I mean, you know, I'm. 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 I'm excited for more. Um, you know, I kind of wish. I mean, I. I do. I mean, the only gripe I really would say is, is like, I wish they didn't have Vader in this. I, I don't. I don't. I don't understand why they needed Vader. You know, like like the 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 uh, the Grand Inquisitor was kind of like the big bad. You know, you know maybe have Vader on a vid screen about that was <laughs> like you know like we we I, like to me it was just like I'm thinking you should have held back. Like if we want to if you're going to do season two or season three of this, that's maybe what I would pull Vader out. Like at that point, you know, not not like you know. Uh, right away you know kind of thing it's it's i, I think uh, they... I'm, I'm truthfully i don't i don't know if they'll have a season two i think this is a one and done okay i think they're i, I personally because i think i know that people want to see an obi-wan movie or an obi-wan tv show for a long time and they finally got it up and running i i just don't think <laughs> personally i just don't i don't know if it has a stamina to do to you know a season two because you only reason being is What's next? Is he's going to save Luke from being in trouble? You know, is he going to like? I don't. What's his? What's I, again? Trying not to pass judgment, but I, I feel like at the end of this, Leia's probably going to be back home, and you'll have that. You know, you have Leia's theme playing off in the background as he's watching Luke for the first time. You know, like again or back again through his visor, and you hear Luke's theme, or you're no, 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 you know, yeah. something, something kind of like. Oh, okay. At the end of episode six, he's going to be a white hair to Ewan McGregor. Right. <laughs> That's what he's going to be. He's, yeah. <coughs> right. It'll be it'll be something some sort of like fast forward eight years later, and it'll be the moment you hear you know he'll be sitting down. And you'll hear the accident that Luke gets into on the land speeder, and you'll see R two D two kind of you know, or you'll hear R two D two off in the ground, and be like, "Oh, I wonder what that is," and you know, and then it fades to black. And you go, "Oh, there's the connecting tissue." Right. <laughs> like there, there's that moment where he walks and goes, "Oh," <laughs> <laughs> you know, or even you see him kind of walk off in the distance, and as you see him like walk over a hill, he makes waves his hand and makes the noise. You're going, and there's episode four, right. end story. Right. <laughs> so. Um, did you watch anything else? No, that was it. That's that's all I watched. There was the, I know there was one other thing that I should have watched, and I just never got to it because I was I was I was back and forth about thinking about watching it because I didn't finish season two of the Orville. Oh yeah, you definitely need to see season two before you watch season three. That's what I thought. So. Yeah, I mean, because it's it it doesn't end in a cliffhanger, but it ends in a story, and that story kind of continues on into. Um, Okay, well, I, I also I did watch something. I did watch on Netflix. Cause I, I'll go back to the Orville because I just want to throw in. If you get a chance to watch The Hall on Netflix, watch it. It's basically um, there's a comedian Hall of Fame uh, out in Jersey. I think it's Jersey. Mm-hmm. It does seem Fairfield, New Jersey. I think it is. It doesn't seem like far away, but they inducted the first four people going into the Hall of Fame: George Carlin, Robin Williams, Richard Pryor, and Joan Rivers. So they have um, John Stewart came out to induct George Carlin, and they do like the little like this is who George Carlin was, and some of and they it's kind of like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame would do, except for comedians. You know, I mean, there's no jam session at the end where they all go and tell each other jokes, but yeah. it's <laughs> like 
but they had like they also had like an in memoriam with uh, Jeff Ross, you know. So you kind of you, you, there's like some in, like it was a roller coaster of emotions. Like there's moments you kind of feel kind of sad, but then it's quickly followed up with some good humor. It was it was a very nice. It's like an hour and ten minutes. It's a nice touching like tribute to those four comedians. Mm. Um, but now let's get to the Orville because I kind of feel um, I don't want to spoil it for you. That's um, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna say this, Ed. I feel like they um, Orville's been off the air for like I think two years. I think. Yeah. Um, and without getting, I guess I mean, I I, I would feel they started episode one with a very touchy subject. And uh, first, I, I do want to kind of sidebar and say that the show looks like it actually has money now because they kind of had to. Um, OK, spoilers for the end of season two. There's a there's a there's a war. Mm-hmm. OK, there's a fight and, and our, our heroes win the day at the end of it. Um, and so season three kind of starts off with them kind of cleaning up and getting ready to go on the fleets are kind of like. They didn't redesign the ship. They just kind of spit and polish her. But the special effects look way cleaner than they did earlier. Mm-hmm. But again, maybe it's also my TV, to be honest. I, I it just <laughs> To me, it just seemed prettier, right. if, that, if that makes any sense. Um, but something happens to one of... A decision was made by one of the cast members, one of the crew, that I thought was pretty ballsy to come back after a two-year hiatus to start off their season with this kind of controversial episode, uh, controversial being which Ed, which I does, Ed, would you like me to spoil it for you? Yes. Okay. Um, you're gonna get to the end where Isaac, the robot dude, mm-hmm. uh, he's he's like um, kind of like a plant for his people. He doesn't know he's a sleeper agent, and it's he starts a war. There's a war between his people and humanity. Okay. Okay. You're like, this is a show that's supposed to have dick and fart jokes in it. <laughs> um, you could definitely tell it's like a love letter to, to what do you call it? Like Star Wars, Star Trek and all that stuff. Like, cause Seth is a huge fan of that show. Mm-hmm. Um, so by the end, Isaac, who was corrupted, they save him and he helps save humanity through actions. Okay. Um, but however, now in the opening of season three, he's still reinstate. He's reinstated as a crew member on the Orville, hmm. which causes some very polarizing opinions about that he shouldn't be that you know that he they he, he shouldn't be on the ship. He's a he's a threat. He's still a threat to everybody around. He should, you know, he. How dare you reinstate him when he is the reason why. We all our friends died, and all these people died, and all this, you know. And Isaac, being Isaac, like he tries to go to the mess hall, and there's a, a girl whose best friend died on another ship. You know, basically watched her die in front of her, and of course blames Isaac, and basically kind of tells him that it's a shame that you don't feel anything because I really wish you were, you know, I wish you could feel the how angry people are still at you, and 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 I wish you could feel. The humiliation of watching us all leave the table when you sit down, kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know. And you're like, wow, that's kind of, you know, like, wow, it, it really has to. 
it's kind of like a natural progression because people were dealing with their grief, their anger. You know, some of the even the actual even crew members of the the actual crew still feel like I agree. I don't think he should be part of the team anymore. Um, so Isaac is because he's so logical. <clears throat> he realizes that his presence on the ship lacks the he it, productivity on the ship is down because he is on the on the ship. So, spoilers, Ed. He commits suicide. Wow! Right he he play, he does a he does a program where he commits suicide, um, and of course you're I'm I'm like, what do you what like holy shit? And I'm like okay. And there's moments where like you kind of have to. People are now dealing with the idea because he, um, I know in the show Isaac is dating the doctor. Or there's a relationship between the doctor and, and Isaac. Clearly, obviously, because of everything they break up. But she's got two sons. And one of the sons basically says to Isaac, I wish you were dead. And Isaac basically grants his wish kind of thing. Wow. So now the kids kind of wrecked their emotion of that. And, you know, like, <clears throat> it's kind of really, like, moving and kind of, you know, like, I'm like, you guys, episode one, you're coming back with this? Like, this is... I'm like that's pretty ballsy, uh, you know, for writing and because um, Seth directed it, and I'm like, <clears throat> okay, this is this is it's like, um, and they talk about like suicide and like you know like the only thing they they fixed it though because they're him being a robot. There was like a subroutine that he didn't know he had, and that one of the guys kind of like had like a house moment where something off like a sidebar made him think of something. And then he found like a little subroutine of Isaac's memory, and they were able to kind of re a, restart him in a way, mm-hmm. um, but not without the help of the woman who hates him the most, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason why she goes and helps him is because the the you know without the son's feeling guilty about it, you know. But the whole time I'm sitting there going, "Wow, this is really well written, well like." It, there wasn't there was a couple of like you know yuck yuck jokes but mm. not really like not this show is so different than family guy or ted or anything like that it's it seems like it's on a different level and um i always thought thought that way about the show from the start i know it, it got like it was on fox and it's it's sci-fi and it's star trek like but it's not star trek it's its own thing um but the show, i've always liked the show from like day one so I was like jazzed to sit down and watch it, and then to see the the ones that they're starting off with. I was like, I was like, it's, it was really risky and really kind of pushing the envelope. Now I know it's on Hulu, so they don't have, I guess they don't have to really worry about ratings in a way, but maybe they do. <coughs> you know, and in the end, obviously, you know, they go off to to do their own adventure. But it was it was it was a really good episode. I was like, kind of surprised, like how well it was to kind of start the season. I was really expecting kind of more of a funnier right. one, and it wasn't. I was like, wait, this, this is Seth MacFarlane. This is supposed to be jokes. And also, too, not for nothing, it opens up with, a, in, you know, like for Norm MacDonald because he's a voice on the show. Yeah, yeah, he you was know, the so engineer or something like that, wasn't he? Right, he's in the episode. Too. Oh, wow. So you're like, you know, you're like, wow. So I got to, you're you're watching Norm McDonald, you know, we're hearing him at least. And um, I don't know. If, I don't know how many episodes he did before he passed. But I'm like, you know, they started off like for Norm McDonald. 
And I was like, oh, that, that was nice of him. Like, good for them. And now, because I was like, oh, that's right. He does the voice of the, the, the slime dude. You know? And I'm like, all right. And he's he kind of plays like a he he plays a really good part in the, in the episode. And I'm like, oh, it was top notch, top notch. Ed, as far as like the show goes. Yeah, well, I just wanted to mention that the uh, the last episode aired on April 25th, 2019, uh, of season two, and then the of course, right. season one is twice. So it's been over three years since uh, since it's been on, right. you know, you know, since the new season. So wow, it's uh, yeah. That's what you know. That's what made it. Uh, it I mean, I don't, that's how I put this. It's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how well how well it does. You know, performs with everything since it's been three years since. Um, you know, well, you, since it was on the air, right? You know, and you know, I, a lot like, of things have happened, so you don't know if like if this is going to go into some of the writing that's been going on or. Or some of the jokes, or, or who knows? It's it's going to be interesting. Yeah, because it's it's they say there was you know plus the fact that it used to be on Fox and now it's just on Hulu exclusives. So. Right. Yeah, which means it's owned by Disney. Right. <laughs> it's got it's got a little Disney cash behind it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm sure you know if Disney decides to pull the plug, we'll know. Right. Um. See, I'm trying to think. Uh, I didn't buy. I almost. I did go take a trip out to uh, the Best Buy in the area and uh, disappointed again. I was half tempted. There, I saw like a 4K steel book for Terminator 2. Um, but I think it's just the first movie. It's not like, oh, it looks super duper special edition. I was like, I don't think I want it. Right. <laughs> you know, um, I don't think I really bought anything like, I didn't buy any kind of physical media. I did buy some digital stuff. I can't think of what it is at the moment. Um, but that all being said, Ed, I don't know what's coming out in video and new releases. All right. My segue, Ed. That's <laughs> I'm, I'm setting it up for you now. It's your turn to knock it out of the park. All right. Let's, let's do releases of the week then to find out. Um, right. the, the first one, um, I, I'm kind of interested in seeing this movie for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but it's, you know, I, I think I've seen this probably a million times, but it still it looks good. Is the called the Northman, uh, is coming out this week. Uh, I, I oh so Northman's coming out on DVD, Blu-ray, and DVD this week and 4K. Mm. Yes, yes. Interesting. Okay. Uh, then we have the Contractors. This is a Chris Pine movie. I, I didn't. I don't know if it ever it came out last year. I don't know if it was in theaters at all or if this is kind of like a direct-to-video. But uh, right. Uh, that's that's another one. So if you're any Chris Pine fans out there, um, also for 4K coming out this week, uh, Lawrence of Arabia is getting the 4K treatment this week. So, finally, finally, yes. That's weird because I bought it digitally in 4K not too long, a, a while back. Huh. And then well, um, also check. the Born, the complete collection is also getting the 4K release as well this week oh, too. So nice. Uh, so there you go. There's some, there's some options there for you. That's all. It's coming out for 4K. Um, then we have um, the 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 the, the uh, Nolan uh, Batman verse uh, movies trilogy is getting like an ultimate collector's edition. Each one and individual collectors. So Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises are individually packaged as a um, the collector's edition. Basically, it just comes with a little extra tchotchkes. Um, I don't know if there's anything else that you're going to see that's going to, 
you know, go, oh my god, I'm glad I saw this or bought this. Right, so like nothing new as far as like content on the discs. It's just like, oh, you like Batman Begins? Here's a little helmet. Oh, you like the Dark Knight? Here's a little motorcycle. Right. <laughs> you know? I don't even think you're gonna get that. I think it's pretty much just the um, uh, uh like cards, uh, you know, those kind of things, like 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 uh, uh like mostly printed right. stuff. So, thing. Um, do you remember the movie Eraser with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Uh, yeah, I, uh, again, I, I kind of liked it. It's, uh, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, James Caan, and um, oh, she's on the tip of my tongue. Um, shit. Um, oh, she was Miss America, controversy. Um, I'm, uh. I'm, I'm kind of want your help here, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> you want my help? <laughs> um. Uh, Vanessa Williams. Woo. Woo. Had to had to read. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was typing it in. There you go. Yeah, that's that's. that's, that's <laughs> yeah, the... Vanessa Williams, uh, Schwarzenegger, and James Caan. Yeah. yeah, well, they're they're they, that movie's getting a sequel. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think it's also like a, I think it's like a TV show. Uh, this one is called uh, Eraser Two: Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, where did I lost it? Where did I get? What I put it? Uh, Eraser Reborn is uh, is the movie. Right, because uh, if they're rebooting the this franchise, yes, without Schwarzenegger, they're going to put somebody else in the role, and and it's you know no, I get down, uh, it's uh, got the smart bullet gun, I. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, uh, did you like the movie Grease? Who didn't like the movie Grease? Okay. Well, to be honest, I, I feel like that is if you're a child, if you're a child of the '70s and '80s, Grease is the word. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean I, who doesn't know? Some loving had me a blast. Well, some loving her, but so fast, you know. That kind of sounds like share there. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> the worst, worst Travolta impression ever. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I think I I would say that in everyone's childhood has has got to see Greece at least once. Well, Greece two is getting a steel book. Not even talking about Sean. You like Greece? Yeah, who doesn't like it? Well, forget that. Greece two is getting a steel book. Like, all right. I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer. It's not as strong as the first one. Yeah. I I never I saw the, I saw the second one. I think I saw it once. I remember Michelle Pfeiffer. I think singing on a motorcycle. Yeah, right? it's it's really it's the only I think the only character that made it was uh, the, the 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 one was going to be a hairdresser, maybe <laughs> Con. Uh, well, yeah, Frenchie. Yeah, she was uh, the only. See, I know, I know my grease. Uh, yeah, I know my my grease trivia is Frenchie. Beauty <laughs> school dropout, no graduation day for you. I'm beauty school dropout. That's, that's one of my favorite songs off the album. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's face it. I had, I think I had it on an eight track. That's how old I am. Ed. <laughs> um, in fact, I think I did see it on. I think I saw it on sale on Barnes and Noble for like five bucks, and I was like. Hmm. <laughs> like the soundtrack, not the movie. Um, I just can't see just riding the street. Because he already has a copy of it. Right. You know, so he called, uh, what do you call it? <laughs> Blasted hand jive out of my four wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, the big plot of Grease 2 is they, they flipped the reverse. Didn't they reverse it? That 
she was Michelle Pfeiffer was like the bad girl, and the the guy was like the goody goody two shoe. Who was that? Peter Pan. Oh. No, it's a it's a text from my wife. So just a... gotcha. All right. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, she was like the bad guy. Well, not bad. She was the tough girl, and he was like the prima donna. And yeah, it was it was just like a. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna tell Greece again, except we're gonna make him the goody goody two shoes. How progressive is that in right. the eighties? You know. <laughs> Eh, all right, what else is coming out? Uh, the only thing left. This one's really more for me than anybody else. Uh, the fabulous oh, it's gonna be an old movie. What? It's gonna be an old movie. It's it's kind of an old movie, but I mean it's it's more recent. Uh, well, not more recent, but uh, the fabulous Baker Boys is getting a collector's edition. Oh, okay. Um, Speaking of Michelle Pfeiffer, right? We were we were talking about, actually about Jeff Bridges' movies being this other guy, and uh, you know he he mentioned that movie, saying, "Oh, that was he liked that movie a lot," and. Um, he, you know, he was like, "Oh, you know what?" Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I think I saw it once or whatever. He's like, "Oh, you know, you don't have it in your collection." I'm like, "Nah, I didn't. I never thought to buy it." You know, kind of thing. So, I, you know, I toiled around, and of course, it's out of print, uh, type of thing. Of so I was like, kind of, you know, because I got excited because it's like, "Oh, this Tuesday, I just wait till this Tuesday and buy it because they're coming out with a collector's edition, which is cheaper than the, uh, than than the previous it's edition." It's gonna be collector's edition. It's it's just another way of just repackaging right. that you know thing that there's right. no there is no uh... there is no collectors. I mean, I'll be, I remember seeing it, and I think the only big draw was Michelle Pfeiffer sitting on top of the piano. Right. That's that's the only real thing I remember about that movie. I think that's the only thing anyone ever really remembers, which is why people like that movie. It's because of that scene. Right. But outside of that, I remember a guy. I don't even remember the goddamn plot. I think Jeff Bridges was a songwriter. Or he, well, he played the piano. The, the, the yeah, with the brother. Bo, Bo and him are brothers, and they're writers of, of you know music and all in their lounge right. act. They made a big deal because Bo Bridges and Jeff Bridges, who are in real life related, are playing brothers in a movie. Right, right. And then Michelle Pfeiffer is the the falls in love with Jeff and fucks up the, the dynamic of the brothers' relationship. I think exactly. Uh, am I right? Okay, I'm I like, think I'm, so. I, I was taking a shot in the dark because I feel like that's always ha- it's a it's a standard plot for right. a movie. You know, it's like, oh my god, she's Yoko. <laughs> you know, she's like a lounge singer act. They, they it's like they had their own act, and they needed to. They weren't getting a. They're they were on the down slope, so they needed to spice it up. So they hired a female singer, and that was Michelle Pfeiffer. And there's her on the red dress, kind of sleekly rolling around on the piano. Um, that's and that's the only thing I remember. Okay, that's well, 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 you know, most people. That's what I'm Well, I'm saying most people don't uh, remember most of that. So, <laughs> look at me pulling, like, whoop, pulling that out of my butt. <laughs> hey, what is that? It. That is it for movies. Uh, let's move on to video games. Uh, Spell Force Two, or I'm sorry, Three. Sorry, Spell Force Three Reforced, developed by Grim. I'm sorry, Grimlore Games, and published by THQ Nordic for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X. That's coming out on uh, Tuesday, June seventh. Right. Then we have Star Wars: The Knights of the Old Republic Two: The Sith Lords, developed by. Uh, Obsid- Obsidian Entertainment and published by LucasArts for the Switch and that's coming out on Wednesday the 8th. Uh, 
Then wow. we have yeah. Then we have Tour de France 2022, developed by Kincaid Studio and published by Nankoon for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series SX, and PC. And that's coming out Thursday the 9th. Then we have Demon Slayer. 30% less uh, steroid usage. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And both testicles. Uh, Right. Demon Slayer comes out this week. Demon Slayer. Kimmets to No Yaba. The whatever her chronicles developed by CyberConnect2 and published by Sega for the Switch, and that's coming out on Friday, June 10th. Then we have Mario Striker, sorry, Battle League, developed by and published by Nintendo for the Switch, and that's coming out on Friday, June 10th. And finally, The Quarry, developed by Supermassive Games and published by 2K Games for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, SNX, and PC, and that is also coming out Friday. Uh, and there yeah, you go. The, um, Mario Superchargers is their soccer game. <laughs> and the quarry is by the same people who made Until Dawn, the Dark Pictures series. It's a horror game where you play, you make choices based upon what you're watching. Okay. Look, looks uh, looks interesting. I, not really my thing, but uh, good for them. Good for um, them. <laughs> speaking of video games, Ed. <laughs> <sighs> As Stacy would put it, I'm back with the X. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I okay. I was playing uh, Star Wars. I finished. Uh, I had to go. But I have to go back and buy everything. Um, but I was looking at some stuff, and so an ad came up for Destiny Two, and it's the season of this season passes, the season of the haunting, which is very much in theme with like. Um, because it's like the Witch Queen, so it's very kind of horror-esque in, in some way. Uh-huh. But because when you have the season pass, uh, every time you go up a level, you get like a, a, a digital tchotchke. Sometimes it's like a, a, a percentage of extra experience points, you know, or it's like, hey, here's a, a, a suit of armor. It's like a, a shirt or a chest piece or a leg piece or an arm piece or a helmet piece, right? Uh-huh. Um, and the character, the the main I play is a hunter and I was looking at the stuff for the hunters and their headpiece, their mask this time around is kind of like looks like a skull, like an actual like skull from like the nose like the bottom of the nose up and like a kind of metallic from the nose down but it also has like this kind of flamey it's very, very, very much like a little bit ghost ridery all right, so I decided to jump back into Destiny, <laughs> and then you know, spend a little money to get the season pass and get the Witch because it's on it's on sale. This it's like half off on the some of their expansion stuff. So I'm like, you know what? <sighs> in, into the into the thick of it, you know, let me let me hop back in and try to work my ass off because I think the season ends in like the middle of August. So I'm like, I got work to do. Because I want that helmet, but that helmet only comes when you get into like, you can only go to like to level one hundred in the season pass thing, mm. and it of course it's cool looking and it hovers around. I think you have to be like level ninety five, and I'm like level five at uh, I think five or six at the moment. I'm like oh, I gotta get some grinding in, you know, because <laughs> I really want that helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else is gonna go on hold, and I got a game coming out next uh, in about a week and a half. You know, I'm like, I can't, I can't play as a vampire. I'm trying to get a skull helmet. 
<laughs> you are such a whore. I'm just gonna I, say that I now. Can't, I can't, I can't help it. It's, it's, we could. It looked cool, and I'm like, oh, I kind of want that. And like, I know the problem is, is that it's. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna, I'm gonna dive deep, and I'm gonna be obsessed until I get it. And after I get it, it's gonna be like, okay, I got it. I'm done. Like, I'm not even gonna be able to walk around with it and go and. Yeah, look at me because some people already have it because the seasons started like I think the beginning of the summer mm-hmm. or beginning of the spring, and so there's people already walking around with it. I'm going, I'd be mine soon. <laughs> Better be mine, <laughs> you know. But it's not even like I'm going to be the only one. <laughs> I'm going to be like, oh, that's last season, Sean. You're just got to catch up. <laughs> you're you're already like out of date, dude. Just like <sighs> I'm a whore. <laughs> you are. You're just a whore. I'm that's 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 how I'm like, putting oh, it. But quick, buy me buy me something pretty. <laughs> uh. Anyway, so that's what I've been doing gaming wise. Just very throw that out there. Like, hey, hey, guess what I'm doing? So if there's moments where it's like, yeah, sorry, I was too busy, you know, doing some hunting. Like I was building multiplayer and I had to do this and do that and now I'm all tired and ache and grumpy because I and I have to grind I have to I haven't slept for a week. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm tomorrow's technically my Friday and I'm off for two days. That's gonna be like oh prime grind time. Alright, <laughs> 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 uh, so that's all you got, huh? Yes. All right, let me see if I have any news articles. Um, Ed. I don't know if you care. I mean, you you brought it up a couple times, so I figured we'll go with it. Um, will you send it to me? Uh, Beavis and Butthead do the universe trailer debuts for Paramount Plus. Did you did you watch it? No, I haven't watched it actually. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> hey Sean, here's an article. I think it's nerd newsworthy. I'm like, oh, okay. I would have watched that. I would have watched the trailer. Figuring you'd already watched it. And that's why you sent it to me. And you're like, did you watch it? Nope, haven't seen it once. <laughs> I forgot all about it. You even gave it to me twice. You were like, nerd news? And because Beavis and Butthead do the universe, trailer debates from Paramount Plus. And because it came from comicbook.com, you then sent me a follow up link to the Variety article with the same title. You're like, more reliable source. As if a movie trailer needs a second reliable source. Well, sometimes, sometimes, like, like I don't know. I, I After a while, you, you, you don't know which one's. The uh, um, which one which, is is reliable? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like because yeah. it's like yeah. there's there's comicbook.com and then there's comicbooksomethingelse.com or something like that. And you're going, oh wait a minute! Like you think like because comicbook.com seems pretty, uh, you know, um, reliable. You know, like for the most part. I mean, like most of the time they're right. Like, like they they usually right. get their articles from somewhere else, and they're just kind of rehashing them or whatever. You go, okay, like, and I get those first. But then there's like like something like comic, like I forget what it is. It's like a, an offshoot of it, but it looks so much like comicbook.com. You're going, son of a bitch, it's wrong because it's you know like somebody right. will point it out, like, oh, well, that's not true, and you're going, oh god damn it, <laughs> right. <laughs> So, um, I guess, well, Ed, I saw the trailer, because, you know, if I'm going to talk about it on the show, I, I have to do my due diligence. Um, it looks like they're, I don't know how or why, but they're they're astronauts. They're, they, get, they get put up into space, and they get thrown into a multiple dimension type thing, and so they're bouncing around with time and space. It's kind of 
Doctor Who meets Beavis and Butthead. There's even a uh, over the hill joke, you know, in there in the trailer. And I was like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing there. You know, um, I, like, look, I like Beavis and Butthead just as much as the next person. When I was in my twenties, <laughs> I. I just don't know if they have what. It's like okay. Um, I enjoyed the Bill and Ted face the music, right? Uh-huh. But I felt like you know what oh, this 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 should have been a decade past its due. Um, I never saw the Dumb and Dumberer the Dumber and Dumberer sequel. Uh-huh. You know, with um, when Harry met Boyd. No, no, that's the sequel. That's a prequel. They actually made um, Jim Carrey and What's-His-Face came back for a sequel. That's right. That's right. But Stacy saw it, and she said it was stupid. She's like, it's not it's nearly as funny as... Seen. What was that? It's the worst movie I've ever seen. She says it's the worst movie she's ever seen. Really? It's the only movie she ever walked out on, she said. So, 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 uh... so what you're saying is I might like it. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is that... That uh, uh, what was it? oh god what was that fucking movie that she that she couldn't stand? But when we watch oh oh god the Princess Bride. Right, she would rather watch the Princess Bride again than watch that movie. You know, she said absolutely. <laughs> See now I'm, you know, I'm watching the trailer so, now without any sound on it. I'm okay. laughing a little bit. I was like, you can play it over the air. It's what, like maybe a minute? Go ahead, Ed. Well, it's it's on my TV, so it's it's gonna be oh, hard. Okay. To, it's gonna be harder. But uh, <laughs> but I mean, like they the, Pluto was was running Beavis and Butthead to America, and you know, like I and I I have it on DVD somewhere, you know, and then and that movie is funny. Yeah, I, I laugh. Funny. I still laugh at. It. There's still scenes I still laugh at that I find funny, and it, it's just like, granted, you're right. It's it's been thirty years probably. Oh, since Beavis and Butthead to America. All right. That movie came out in 1996. <laughs> so 30, 26 years. Okay. So 26 years ago, that movie came out. I was, I was in my 20s, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was 26. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 26. Uh, I had to do math real quick. So, yeah, you know what? Funny movie. I laughed, you know. Roller coaster of love. <laughs> it's back when I liked the Red Hot Chili Peppers. You know? <laughs> and now I'm bored with them too. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to like I don't I don't have Paramount Plus. So I don't think I'm missing out on it. Um but I kind of feel like I'm like, all right, well maybe if I if I stumble across it streaming one day like video on demand, maybe I'll do it. But I don't know. I just don't know if I have. I don't know if <laughs> it's still funny. I mean, he did legitimately. I don't know if you've seen the entire trailer while we're talking. They he's still cornholio. There is still a cornholio scene in it. <laughs> a TV from my bunghole. <laughs> you know, like okay, see now I kind of chuckled. You know. <laughs> see. see. <laughs> But I don't know if I left because I did the impersonation badly or if it's because I want to see that scene again. <laughs> mm, TV 
Uh, so I, I don't know. Like maybe, maybe Ed, I watched it, she didn't love it. <laughs> now I walk around the house all the time. I head over my shoulder, going, "She give her." for my I'll turn it to my new ringtone. <laughs> I, I, I'm excited for it. I cannot wait. I have Paramount Plus, and I'm, God damn, I'm going to watch it. This is that is the second most anticipated movie of this year for me. <laughs> the second, which is uh, your first one? <laughs> Al Yankovic. The, the oh weird. right, the weird Al, the weird, weird, the Al Yankovic story. That's the one. That's okay. the most anticipated movie for me of 2022. I know there's Lightyear coming out, and we've right. got Thor: Love and Thunder, and I don't no, know what else coming out. Nothing, but the two big movies for me that now. Mustache. What's that? Need, like nothing compares to Daniel Radcliffe and that mustache. That's right. <laughs> Anybody have? An accordion. <laughs> oh my god! When is that fucking coming out? I can't wait. <laughs> I think it comes out in August. Oh, god damn I, it! I think it's August. You have a Roku TV. You should probably be able to just Google it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, while you're looking that weird, up, the Yankovic story. <laughs> while you're looking that up, I don't know if we talked about it, but they're making a twisted metal TV show. Yeah, we did talk about that a while ago. Okay. Um, well, they have the voice, the actor who's going to play the voice of Sweet Tooth in Twisted Metal. It is going to be the one and only Will Arnett. So basically, it's going to sound like Batman. <laughs> or, Bo, or, or Bojack Horseman. <laughs> uh, yeah, as reported by Variety, uh, confirms that Will Arnett, best known for Arrested Development and Bojack Horseman, Best known for BoJack Horseman, I think. Best known for the you know, Lego Batman movie. Anyway, he's been a voice of the sinister clown Sweet Tooth in Twisted Metal. Uh, he was also he's also in uh, what do you call it? Uh, um, Tiny Tina's Wonderland. He plays the the bad guy in that too. Hmm. And <laughs> interesting. Uh, anyone familiar with the classic PlayStation series will undoubtedly remember that devilishly yet hair raising jester. Jester. Um. Arnett joins the likes of Stephanie Beatrice, uh, Thomas Hayden Church, Anthony Mackie, and Nev Campbell. <laughs> She's in it, too. Unlike the rest, Arnett is also executive producer on Twisted Metal alongside Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, uh, the duos best known for writing the Deadpool films. So, all right. At the same time, my, Michael Jonathan Smith of Cobra Kai fame takes on writer, executive producer, and showrunner duties. Um... Twisted Metal is only one of several video game adaptations in the works for, at Sony Pictures. The company is also working with Netflix on a Horizon Zero Dawn and God of War for Amazon Prime. So, there you go, Ed. All right. All right. Yeah. I'm, uh, and I'm kind of looking forward to it. It's been a while since I've seen Twisted Metal, and uh, will I remember anything about it? <laughs> I don't know, but I'll find out. All right, all right Ed. Um, the next article... I'm bringing, because I feel like if I don't bring it up, you're going to get mad at me. <laughs> All right? Why would I get... <laughs> because you made, a, you made a big stink that I, we didn't talk about it at all. But, Ed, the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard each defamed each other at jury rules. I don't know if you're aware of it or not, but there was this big televised 
trial between Johnny De- between Captain Jack Sparrow and Queen Mara. Yes. All right. Well, after everything was all said and done, a jury said that they both said mean things about each other, and p- prizes were awarded. <laughs> all right. Yes. So, um, in case you're interested, this is from Variety Ed, so you know it's a it's a good source. There was a bunch of like as soon as the it was announced, all these articles popped up, and I'm going to try to find one from a, a legitimate, reputable news source because I figured they'd be the ones who would be more accurate with exactly is given with maybe little to no opinion on on the subject all right Mm -hmm. uh so a virginia jury has found that amber heard defamed johnny depp when she wrote a 2018 washington post op-ed alluding to her past claims of domestic violence however ed the jury also found that depp defamed heard through his attorney though not him directly through his attorney in the course of fighting back against her charges the jury awarded Depp $10 million in compensatory damages plus $5 million in punitive damages, right? Mm-hmm. And this is the part that kind of, I don't, I, I get confused. At. So technically, as far as you're taking a tally, he's got $15 million coming his way, right? Mm-hmm. But the judge, Penny as Karate, uh, she reduced all that down to three hundred and fifty grand in accordance with the state's statutory cap. Wow. So he, I mean, it's not like Johnny Depp's hurting for cash, but, you know, his $15 million, you know, lawsuit or, well, you know, the money he was going to get gets shrunk down to 350 mil, 350,000. Um, uh, but also, you know, here's where, too, is that then the jury awarded her $2 million in compensatory damages for her counterclaim. So while Johnny Depp technically won $15 million, Heard also won two million dollars because that was the uh, because basically they felt that his lawyer said something that was defamatory. Hmm. If that makes sense. Um, okay, so the clerk court read allowed the jury's verdict, finding that Heard had the famed Jeff Depp, which each of which each of three statements in the op-ed. The jury also found that Heard had acted with quote actual malice, end quote, meaning that they were convinced that she made the statements knowing that they were false. Uh, the jury ruled in favor of Heard on one of the three statements that were made by Depp's lawyer, Adam Waldman, in the Daily Mail. Waldman had asserted that Heard and her friends had set up a, quote, an ambush, a hoax, unquote, when police were called to the couple's apartment in May 2016. So that's what they felt was the defamatory one. Uh, in a statement after the verdict, Depp said that Heard's false claim has had a seismic. Now, also just to let you know, Johnny Depp was not there for the end of this part. Heard was there. Hmm. You know, uh, Johnny had some previous engagements over in Europe with his band. Um, I think it's the Hollywood Vampires. Him, Alice Cooper, Joe Perry. They're in a band. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. Um, but in a statement after the verdict, he put out a, 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 a statement said that Heard's false claims had quote a seismic impact on my life and my career. And six years later, the jury gave me my life back. He said, I am truly humbled. Depp said he was overwhelmed by the outpouring of love and colossal support and kindness from around the world, and that the verdict left him at peace. Uh, from the beginning, this is a quote, from the very beginning, the goal of bringing this case was to reveal the truth, regardless of the outcome, Depp said. Speaking the truth was something I owed to my children and to all those who have remained steadfast in their support of me. 
I feel at peace knowing I have finally accomplished that. Uh, Depp's attorney, Camille Vasquez, and Ben Chu gave brief statements outside the courthouse thanking the jury for their verdict. Uh, the, the jury awarded damages on both sides. The, clear, the outcome is clear as a clear win for Depp, who lost a similar trial in the United Kingdom in 2020. Uh, Depp brought that lawsuit after the Sun newspaper called him a quote-unquote wife-beater. Uh, the judge ruled that the Herald's allegations were substantially true, by the way, and the lingering question is how is now the lingering question now is whether he can rehabilitate his film career, which has been um, moribund since the last four years. Hmm. Uh, Herald issued a statement saying she was disappointed and heartbroken by the outcome. Uh, this is her statements. Uh, I, the disappointment I feel today is beyond words. I'm heartbroken that the mountain of evidence still was not enough to stand up to the disproportionate power, influence, and sway of my ex-husband. I'm even more disappointed with what this verdict means for other women. It is a setback. It sets back the clock to a time when a woman who spoke up and spoke out could be publicly shamed and humiliated. It sets back the idea that violence against women is to be taken seriously. Um, I believe Johnny's attorney success succeeded in getting the jury to overlook the key issue of freedom of speech and ignore evidence that was so conclusive that we won in the UK. I'm sad I lost the case, but I'm sadder still that I seem to have lost a right that I thought I had as an American to speak freely and openly. Hmm. <laughs> was she at the same trial? <laughs> I just, I mean, uh, of course, Heard was in Fairfax, Virginia. Uh, courtroom to hear the verdict. Jo Johnny Depp watched from the United Kingdom, where he has been appearing in concerts in the UK. A spokesperson for Heard uh, criticized Depp for not coming to the court, saying, "Your precedent, your presence shows where your priority are priorities are." Uh, just so you know, the juries, the jurors, five women and two five men and two women uh, began deliberating on Friday afternoon. They returned to the courtroom with the verdict at 3 p.m. Uh, Wednesday, but were briefly sent back to the jury room because they had not filled out the damages amount on the verdict form. Uh, and it gets more, more. To, uh, you know, um, he brought the lawsuit against his wife, ex-wife, in March 2019. Uh, the op-ed piece, calling herself a public figure representing domestic abuse, uh, and spoke about the backlash she's received for speaking out. The op-ed did not cite Depp by name, but he alleged that it nevertheless had a devastating effect on his career. Um, Depp testified that the lawsuit to clear the record and to restore his reputation, both in the eyes of the film industry, for the sake of his children, is like, I pride myself, as a quote, I pride myself on honesty, pride myself on truth. Truth is the only thing I'm interested in, Depp said in April. I'm obsessed with the truth. Um, she countersued in August 2020, alleging that Wildman had defamed her in a series of statements to the Daily Mail. She testified that she's been hounded and threatened on social media on a daily basis since making her claims against Depp, and that her career has suffered as a result. Mm. Uh, the two sides presented dramatically different versions of the reality over the course of a six-week trial. Depp alleged that Head Heard, I don't know if saying Head Heard, was the real abuser, and that she had a quote need for violence. Uh, he acknowledged that the couple had arguments, but denied ever hitting her. She alleged that Depp had routinely hit her, particularly while either drunk or high. Uh, the jurors heard from more than 60 witnesses, including couples, friends, relatives, employees, agents, doctors, and therapists. The two sides offered confl conflicting expert testimony on psychiatry and social media analysis, as well as photographs, audio clips, 
the, cu- uh, the couple's arguments in numerous emails and text messages. So someone kept receipts. Uh, <laughs> for one of Depp's witnesses, uh, couples therapist Laurel Anderson testified that Depp and Heard engaged in mutual abuse and that Heard had given as good as she got. Uh, Depp's team also presented several of Depp's bodyguards and friends who testified that they never saw Depp strike her and they had not seen bruises when she claimed she had been injured. Uh, Depp's team also played audio clips of the couple's fights in which hearing Heard admitting to hitting Depp and calling him a baby. <sighs> Heard gave four days of testimony about her relationship. Um, the lawyers also played clips of Depp bellowing, you're a fucking cunt. <laughs> he then showed public uh, graphic violent text messages from Depp in which he called her a filthy whore and said that he hoped that karma kicks it, kicks in and takes the gift of breath from her. Yeah. Whew. Uh, Heard also said it was humiliating to have to go through a televised trial on the issues and then she wished for the whole thing to be over. I want to move on. I want Johnny to move on too, she said. I want him, I want him leave me, I guess I want him to leave me alone. I'll be honest, when I watch that, the clips I've seen from the trial, again, clips, I haven't watched the whole thing. She was always looking over him. He never once looked over at her, so I kind of feel like she was the one who's not letting him be alone, but whatever. Um, Heard's now expected to appeal the verdict. Her lawyers may take the issues with uh, a series of pretrial rulings, including one that denied a motion to move the case out of Virginia. So, there you have it, Ed. It's over. It's done. It's now in the past. We can all move on. Everything's hunky-dory with the world. This is the day they almost caught Jack Sparrow. <laughs> the thing is, I, 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 the whole time I wanted to interrupt you, I'm like, ah, oh, no, no, I'll, I'll let him... Let's see the whole thing, and because the thing that makes me laugh is like I really don't care about the the the, the force or who, who got what or whatever. It was the fact that Amber Heard was getting you know kicked off of Aquaman too. Right. That that was my that was my thing because I'm like I'm like yeah you're right. Like I really don't want to talk about like them at all in their relationship. You know it feels bad for Johnny. You know because you know. I, I I think his his star is tarnished more than hers is in a way. You know, you 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 go in because because you're you're only like if he was or if it was just him, I'd be like, yeah, you know what, he, he gets what he deserves if he if he's a, if he is a horrible human being. But when people are going, no, he's like he never. There was never a a moment where. Well, there was a story where um there was a rumor going around that. Johnny Depp once pushed his then girlfriend Kate Moss down a flight of stairs. Right. I don't know if you ever married hearing that. Well, they actually had Kate Moss on the stand, and she swore under oath that never happened, not once. Right. She. What happened? She fell down the stairs. They were on a vacation in Jamaica. She fell down the stairs, and he was the first one there to help her up and make sure she got a doctor. But she's like, there was no pushing involved whatsoever. It was all me, <coughs> which I'm sure helped his case, but. I, 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 I don't know. Go ahead, Ed. Sorry. Well, just, it's just, you know, like, I mean, like I said, I don't want to get too involved in this, but I mean, like, like if, if the, if the guy was that person, you know, if Johnny Depp was that person, you're going, yeah, he's a horrible human being. If he's, if he beats women and he pushes them downstairs and all that kind of stuff, but there hasn't been no indication of that. Right. So you're, so you're going, you're going, and that's the thing, like his, his reputation is now tarnished. Whether or not he, he vindicated himself, 
I think is irrelevant at this point. Like, I, I just don't think, uh, you know, pe- people, people care that, uh, that he's not that person. Like they're, they're just going, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I, if you're, you're, your your bad press is going to hurt this production or this movie or whatever it is that he's going to do and that's going to hurt him in the long run like i hope his band does well and i i mean i like to see him because like i said there's a lot of Johnny Depp movies i own you know like through sure. the years you know and i i've i've enjoyed his acting you know, countless times, you know, kind of thing. I mean, sometimes though, like you get two, there's two Johnny Depps. <laughs> you get, right. you get Johnny Depp in a movie, you know, like he kind of plays the same character over and over again. And then so, there's, sometimes you get Edward Scissorhands. Sometimes you get the guy from Nick and Time. Right. <laughs> you know, like, like, like he, when he plays himself, he's a good actor. Like everyone seems to put on a fake nose. Right. <laughs> You know, you know he, he's got to put some makeup on, to, you know, to right. hide himself. You know, and then quick, so someone get me the eyeliner. I need to be Captain Jack Sparrow again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and and, 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 and he's a, he's a good actor, so I'm not I'm not I'm not knocking him, or, you know, for any reason. But like, they're 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 it's it's just gonna be a shame because it's like now we're, we're probably never gonna get Pirate because if we get a Pirates of the Caribbean movie, it's a different actor. Oh, you're not well. There, well, Ed. It's funny you mentioned that they were going to reboot Pirates of Caribbean with a female pirate, pilot, pirate, the pilot, pirate. Um, what's her face? Um, Margot Robbie. Okay. They were they were in the they are or maybe in the works with her as a new captain, like a new Pirates of the Caribbean, with her as the lead actress. You know, because let's face it. I mean, you know, she's she puts butts in seats. You know, mm. and but. I mean, let's face it. Disney's not going to touch him at all anymore. You know, he and not that he's done, but I, I kind of feel like there's a bunch of people who watched the trial, and there's a bunch of people who did not watch the trial. So they're still in. Like you, what really needs to happen is the people who publicly came out against Johnny Depp to to say these things. I do feel they owe him an apology. You know, like he won his day in court, proved that, you know, he didn't do these things. And yeah, sure, it wasn't mutual in a way, but the evidence against Heard was lying on the oath, lying, lying on the stand. Like there is just, there is no way if you watch that trial to even walk away with going, oh my God, she's, she's the problem, you know, Mm -hmm. and it does kind of it hurts both sides that so you're right because it hurts because of this there's probably a woman out there who's now afraid to speak up against the domestic violence that she's going through because of this trial but on the other end maybe that there's a man out there because men get abused as well it's not it's not it's not a um it's a mutual that that, that um that kind of abuse is verbal physical it's it's a two way street. I think that there are women who are violent towards men, and and you know, but men can't speak up about it because it's like, um, you get judged for that. Like, could you back and back in the day, if you knew that a, if a girl beat up a guy, it was the guy who's a pussy. He couldn't, you know, he's a wuss. He mm-hmm. can't stand up for his own self, you know. And that's kind of the the way our society has trained us in our age to believe that like 
There's no way. Like, I mean, Johnny Depp clearly could look like if Amber Heard was starting to like throw punches at him. Johnny Depp ain't big, but he's a man, so just by physical physicality, he should be able to stop her if he chose to. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's not the case. You know, everyone thinks that that's the way. Even for women, when I feel like when you hear stories about that, it's like, well, she should be able to. You should be able to get out of that situation. You should be a strong enough person to say, I, this is, I'm not taking this. I'm leaving. And there's just people who, who just can't, who, who don't know how, who don't have that ability. And it's a shame. You know, mm-hmm. in situations like this, domestic abuse, it can be, you know, one or the other, or sometimes both. But, you know, it's going to hopefully maybe shed a light on to the male abuse in relationships as equal time as female. I don't know. I don't, I'm not saying that I think that it's an equal amount. I think that it's like, you know, I do think that women are definitely more abused than men, but mm. it doesn't mean that I think that the men's side should be ex- a, a less, it, it should have just as much as focus on as the other one. It should stop and there should be ways and to protect people and to be able to kind of move on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, either way, I think that hurts thing's going to be a little bit harder because I mean, let's face it, proof's in the pudding, Ed and that pudding's the poop that she put on that bed <laughs> you know, I mean you can't walk that's something you never walk away that's like, that's something that you hear about a, that's a rumor that you hear about somebody in like junior high and that you never really it never goes away right. it's just never going to go away that story no matter how many times that she could be like, she could live to be like 107. It's like, oh my God, Amber Heard's 107 years old. And someone's going to go, oh, I guess it's okay for her to shit the bed now. Like, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's just going to, it's, it's never going to go away. Yeah. You know, it, it's just not. I mean, she's now Amber Turd for the rest of her life. It's, it's, oh it's high God. school all over again. High school all over again. For I mean, her. Oh my God. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. <laughs> oh no! I'm sure some pimply little boy in preschool or in elementary school called her that once, and then looks at her and goes. Then years later, you go, "Oh my gosh, she turned into a beautiful woman, and now she's a movie star." I used to call her Amber Turd, and then you come around, and you find out that she did that to John, you know, to the bed, and you're going, "I was right all along." <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm the guy who first called her Amber Turd back when we were ten, and I got laughed at, and I got in trouble. Who's who's the winner now? Right. <laughs> who's winning now? Thirty years later, I'm justified. <laughs> <laughs> it's never going to go away for her. Never. <laughs> <laughs> stories left all right all right um one's not okay this one uh it's it's i think it's newsworthy it's not entertainment newsworthy but i think it's newsworthy to talk about this apparently on may 30th the mona lisa was attacked with a pastry by a man disguised as an elderly woman in a wheelchair (laughs) (laughs) wait 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 the mona lisa 
the Mona Lisa was attacked with a pastry by a man disguised as an elderly woman in a wheelchair. <laughs> You're making that up. <laughs> I'm, I'm not making it up, Ed. Oh. Okay, the Mona Lisa was smeared with a pastry by a man disguised as an elderly lady at the Louvre in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on Sunday, a museum representative confirmed to Insider. According to video footage of the incident shared on Twitter by Luke Sunberg, a 20-year-old witness who uses this, the username at LukeXC2002, <laughs> in case you want to go see it for yourself, Ed, <laughs> the world-famous Leonardo da Vinci painting was attacked by a man who jumped up from a wheelchair and covered the protective glass over the artwork in cream. So it's not like it got to the actual... I mean, let's face it. It's not like, the, not like you can walk up and touch the Mona Lisa. Right. It's behind glass. It's also super tiny. I always say that I think they're fake. I think that they're, it's, a, it's not the real Mona Lisa. I think the Mona Lisa is in some sort of warehouse a la Indiana Jones and the last group, you know, the Raiders of the Lost Ark kind of end. Like, there's like, we're not, they're not going to put the real shit out there in case, you know, fire, accidents. They're going to, I mean, I understand it's insured. In my head, I think I could be completely wrong. Um, but, go ahead. No, I was just saying, I, I, I disagree because, you know, like, that that's the reason why they're doing all this. I mean, like, like you can't. You can't put something fake out. Like, like I don't remember there was there was a picture of Jesus. There was I think I forget who the artist was, and somebody decided to clean it, and it looked terrible. Like they they screwed up, and now it's like a piece of art that's long gone. Like that history of that art is right. now gone. You can't replicate that. And that was like an original that they they cleaned up, and now now like it's not hidden away or anything. Like that's that's it. Like. <laughs> What what you know what happened to it was 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 it and I and that that's the thing like I think that's like really the case like I remember like I think it was we're gonna have to go away. I don't remember I remember back in the late seventies King Tut exhibit uh, toured America and then they what's that in trouble for watching it King Tut did it did it <laughs> funky Tut <laughs> made a condo out of stone. <laughs> Born in Arizona, moved to Babylon, King Tut. <laughs> but I saw, I saw the exhibit. They brought it back in the early two thousand, mid two thousands, or something like that, or late two thousands. And I went and saw it because you know it was it was uh, our local uh, Frank Lenstu. Frank Lenstu had it, and we we went down, and, and my wife and I, and, uh, we were, I think we were first married, and we went and saw it and all, and. I remember like everything was glass. There was like certain lighting of it because like some of the stuff was so old that like, you know, like even light will, will bother it. So there were certain rooms that were like darker that had like a, uh, there was lights you could see, but it was just kind of like, it wasn't like bright and, you know, shiny and everybody, you know, like I could see it like a mile away because that's how bright it was in here, you know, like that kind of thing. And I know that like they do that in the, um, the Smithsonian Institute in Washington D.C. There's a there's an original American flag that is you can go by and it's under glass you can't touch it or whatever and it's you it's very dark in that room you know, because they're worried about the cloth you know losing its integrity because of the light so it's it's very dark and it's it's like 
it has this weird light to it but you walk by and you can see the tears and all on it it's really it's it's been tattered through through the decades you know for the centuries right. but it's like an original american flag and you're going you know just to go to go by it and see it you're like wow you know type of thing like they had like like the air space museum they have the right player Bright Brothers plane, and you can actually touch the wing of it, but it looks right. like it's tattered, like you know. So it's like it's it's the real stuff, you know. It's it's really there. It just you know, like I I don't think they would fake the Mona Lisa at the Louvre, but you know. <laughs> well, okay. Well, according to the Sunberg's tweet, the man also threw rose petals around the scene before being escorted away by security. <laughs> uh, speaking to Insider, Sunberg said it was shocking to see something so historic vandalized, and that it quote didn't really seem real in the moment um <laughs> so here's the here's the uh, tweet here's the tweet maybe it's just nuts to me but an old an, a man dressed as an old lady jumps out of a wheelchair and attempts to smash the bulletproof glass of mona lisa then proceeds to smear cake on the glass and throws roses everywhere before being tackled by security i'm gonna watch the there's uh, there's what do you call it people have care i'm looking at the clip and there's a person who's like um, there, everyone's phones up, like <laughs> trying to get captured. Uh, in a statement to the insider, a representative for the museum said that the incident occurred in the Salle de Etats. Obviously, I can't, my French sucks. That's basically where the Mona Lisa is exhibited. Uh, he quote is a visitor stimul- simulated a handicapped situation to use a wheelchair and approach the work. installed in a secure display case, a representative said. The statement added that the person smeared the painting's glass cover with a pastry that it had hidden in his personal effects, adding that it had no effect on the painting, which suffered no damage, thankfully. In a second video shared by Sunberg, the man who appeared to be wearing a wig and makeup is escorted off by the premises by museum security and can be seen talking to spectators in French. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let them eat cake. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 oh, the Mona Lisa, I know her well. She loves the pastry. I'll give her jelly donut. She whore for jelly donut. <laughs> to smoke my cigarette <laughs> I have my beret on but it's under my wig <laughs> I come through in the wheelchair it is a brilliant plan <laughs> brilliant I sit in the wheelchair I have the old lady look and makeup the wig and I squeak my wheelchair and squeaky squeaky Squeak. and I get up to the Mona Lisa I pull my hand out of my sleeve I got the cream pie and I throw it into the Mona Lisa's face and say stuff in French that no one understands because it's all filled with tourists. <laughs> <laughs> it will be glorious. Let them eat the cake, people. <laughs> uh, according to the translation of the Sky, the Sky News, the person in the video said, oh, okay, so there's a sink of the planet. There are people who are destroying the planet. Think about it. That's why I did it. (laughs) (laughs) You're just mind your own business going, oh, my God, look at that piece, wonderful piece of artwork. I mean, it must be like I've been to the Art Museum in Philadelphia, and it's a staple, you know, and there are very moments where you have like, you know, Picasso's and it's kind of 
surreal and, and serene and it's quiet and it's almost church-like in a way because you're looking at something that's so so iconic right. and so famous and so small by the way it's not a big painting you know and you're standing there and you're witnessing it in all its glory and you're going oh my god there it is the Mona Lisa and all of a sudden some dude in drag jumps out of a wheelchair and smears pie on it <laughs> 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 I mean, you're sitting there going, oh, my God, this is so beautiful. And you're probably off in the distance because God knows you can't get too close because a mob. It's it's like the piece. You're like, oh, my God, it's so it's so glorious. It's so, oh, my God. Wait, what's happening? All of a sudden, oh, sick of the planet. There are people who are destroying the planet. Think about that. That's why I did it. <laughs> smear, smear, smear. And you're like, oh, <gasps> like... <laughs> It's like death by cream. <laughs> I don't death by cream puff. I, I don't. Just, just, I would just. I would be shocked at a Paul point on the camera going like, I can't believe this actually happened. It's like, it's like where were you the day the Mona Lisa got cr- cream pied? <laughs> like, that's why she's got that silly smirk on her face. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> the man accused. Everyone seemed to panic. Um, According to this, the quote still goes on. Uh, everyone seemed to panic a little, but then applauded once the man was taken away. Uh, Sunberg told the insider after the math, noting that it was especially interesting to him that the man snuck a pastry in by pretending to be a disabled old woman. <laughs> the man accused of throwing the pastry was later arrested and placed in psychiatric care, of course. Prosecutors told Agnes France Presse, um, I guess it's the... Uh, the Paris prosecutor's office launched an inquiry into, quote, an attempt to vandalize a cultural work, uh, AFP reported. The office did not immediately respond to insiders' requests for details on their investigation or possible charges against the man. Uh, Sky News reported that the Mona Lisa has previously been the center for similar incidences, by the way. So this is not the first time. Uh, apparently, the artwork was stolen by a museum employee back in 1911 and later doused with acid while on display in the 1950s, which is why she's now kept behind glass, according to the publication. Um, In a 2009 incident, a Russian woman who was frustrated for not being able to get French citizenship threw a ceramic cup at the painting, uh, New Sky added. The cup reportedly shattered but did not harm the artwork. Hmm. Uh, The Louvre confirmed to Insider that the individual in question was handed over to the local police after Sunday's incident, and the museum has filed a complaint. Uh, The museum statement concluded, The museum salutes the professionalism of its agents who reacted immediately during this incident. It also recalls that monitoring national collection is at the heart of their missions. Uh, Maybe if I was there, I would have been able to save the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's National Treasure 3, Pi a la Mona. Representatives to France Prefecture of Police did not immediately respond to Insider's request for comment. Uh, so there you have it, Ed. Mona Lisa had a pie in her face. Not even in her face. Like I'm looking at the photo. It was all kind of like, like under, like at the very bottom of the painting. It's not even the painting. It's the bulletproof glass she's behind you know like it's kind of like I would sit there and say like oh my god did you see the Molina Mona Lisa got hit with some pastries I'd be like yeah did she huh. well there's something to do a pie at a window 
You know, it's not like you're, it's not like it hit the actual thing. And, you know, it's uh, shocking, of course, because, you know, no one expects that. No one expects the French Inquisition. No <laughs> one expects the French bakery. <laughs> that is Creme de la Mona Lisa. <laughs> Take that, Americans. <laughs> he wasn't even American. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not the only crazy people in the world. Right. So, so I'm like, uh so that, I thought that was newsworthy that we could discuss because I've never seen the Mona Lisa. Have you, Ed? No, not not personal, not uh, up close. No, only right. in I pictures. Mean, that's something I would, I I'll be honest, I would love to go to the Louvre to look at all that artwork. I mean, I've been to, I've been to Smithsonian. I've been to obviously our our museum. And I'm I'm sure the I've been to the Metropolitan Museum of Art too. I think in New York. Um. Yeah, for like school, but I would I would like to hop on a plane, go to Pottery, and go to that museum. That'd be kind of nice. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe one day, Ed, one day when I'm globe trotting around the world. <laughs> I think my wife's been there. I because I know she's oh, been to Paris. Oh, fancy! Yeah, yeah. She's traveled. She's traveled a lot of a lot of locations. You know, before I met her, and then and then you grounded her. <laughs> <laughs> now she just goes to one place all the time, Disney. She was a globetrotter, seeing sights, walking through the Paris, and seeing the Mona Lisa and the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I can see that in Disney. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Disney's her idea, not mine. <laughs> right, right, right. Sure. Sure. She's like, yeah, I, I pick Disney all the time because Ed just doesn't want to travel anywhere else around the world. I mean, you know, I ask her if he wants to go see, you know, the Mona Lisa in Louvre, and his first question is, was she wearing Mickey ears? <laughs> Because <laughs> if she, if she ain't, I don't want to go. <laughs> so I have to take him to you know the Hall of Presidents in you know the Epcot Center because he loves it. It's his favorite ride. <laughs> I like the Hall of Presidents. Hey, hey. everyone loves the Hall of Presidents. The place you can sit down, and take a nap in the air. It's air conditioned. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and I really should save this article to July 25th, but it came out, um, I figure, it came out on July 3rd. Ed, Christmas is right around the corner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know if you know or not. I mean, we're coming up to Christmas in July, which is, you know, I mean, it's almost a halfway point to Christmas and, like, what, a couple weeks in June here? Mm-hmm. So it's appropriate that all of a sudden Mariah Carey's getting sued for All I Want Is Christmas. <laughs> really? Yes, Ed. Uh it's a cut of you. Uh let's see. Mariah Carey is allegedly and ironically a big Scrooge and is is being sued over his from TMZ. So excuse me if it's kind of thrown in there with like a little snark. Um she's being sued over her blockbuster Christmas jingle with another artist claiming his song by the same name inspired hers. All right, Ed? Okay. All right, Mariah is being sued for copyright infringement by Andy Stone, who says he co-wrote and recorded a song called All I Want for Christmas is You a couple of years before Mariah Carey dropped her famous track with that title. According to the lawsuit obtained by TMZ, Andy claims... He recorded his song back in 1989 in Nashville and says it got extensive airplay and even made it to the Billboard charts 
during the 1993 Christmas season and even filmed a music video, which is here, but I'm not going to play that because you're not here. Mm. Uh, the problem for Andy is Mariah released her version in 1994 along with her own music video, and we all know what a massive hit that became since then. Uh, so Andy claims Mariah and her camp never sought or obtained permission to use that title. Now everyone knows Mariah's song. The fact is that it sounds completely different from Andy's tune. Different lyrics, different melody outside of the title is an arguably not the same song. So apparently it's the title of the song is the same, but it ain't. He's not singing all I want for Christmas is you. <laughs> I don't want to die for Christmas. <laughs> so TMZ broke the story. Mariah's version is a true cash cow recently breaking the billion streams plateau. Recently, Ed, in June. Some people are still playing this fucking song. Oh, yeah. I mean, every year. I mean, I hear that song. Because you I mean, know, there's, sure. there's 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 radio stations that convert over to Christmas. That's all they play. From like I think almost now it's almost pretty much like after Halloween to you know even now before Halloween to Christmas. Yeah. You know, and so that's some stations. I think over here it's like B one hundred one local right. station. I think they go like okay when it's after Halloween we go into all Christmas mode. Um, and of course, it's putting millions of dollars in her pocket annually. I don't think she does. She even still do any real music anymore. Like, when was the last time Mariah Carey dropped an album? <laughs> I, I, I I don't remember. Now, granted, I have like, I don't not really into like new releases. I'm more of a classic rock kind of person now. Apparently, I've I've aged out of modern music. <laughs> uh, so, but Andy wants a piece of that pie. He's gonna he's going after Mariah for at least twenty million dollars in damages. By the way, huh. uh, hard to see how this one holds up in court. I'll be honest. Uh, lots of songs have similar, even exact same title. But hey, Andy's going for it. I mean, swing, swing hard. I guess uh, we've they've reached out to Mariah's team so far. No word back. Just to you know, it's been their latest album was made in twenty eighteen. It's called Caution. Mariah Carey's. Right, so 2018, so it's been, what, uh, Four years. five years? Four. Four years. Four years, sorry. You know, since she's dropped an album, you know, why, why bother? She, she's just raking in on the All I Want for Christmas thing. It's, pro- it's probably translated into a million versions by uh, different languages, and she's just, <sighs> I hate that song. <laughs> wow! Just put it out there. I hate that song. Uh, I, I mean, I get it. It's very Christmas. It is your classic Christmas tune. Not gonna lie, it is a modern classic. It's you know right up there with all the other greats. White Christmas. You know, do they know it's Christmas time? Uh, Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, Robin laid an egg. It's right up there with the classics, mm. right? But it gets it's 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 sad that I have to say that. I feel like that's one of the Christmas songs that gets overplayed during Christmas time, right? Like I, I, there are many other people in the world and many other musicians who've made modern Christmas songs that never get as much airplay as she does. It's almost as if she sold her soul to the devil. 
you know, and just I don't well, get it. Well, it's it's one of those type type of things where like you, it's because like because like I remember Sipon, he was he would always go. You know, when I was in a band, he goes, "You know what you have to do is you have to write, you have to write a Christmas song." And it's just like, if you want to be famous, and it's like, I get it, but like, you, like to be played every year on a radio station, you have to be famous. Like that's the thing. Like Mariah Carey stringed along enough songs to become oh, famous. Yeah, to she, she was a pop icon back in the day right and then that's the thing like like so she does a christmas song and now it doesn't matter she could have shit albums for the rest of her life it doesn't matter like every year she's gonna make money from all i want for christmas is you playing over and over again because it's like you know and then and that's the same like like the airplay they could like you you do it cheap you go you know you're going well i got it for you know like 50 cents or whatever every time i play it's 50 cents you know the type of thing any mariah carey makes or whatever and and you know think, but if they play it like a thousand times, she makes a few hundred bucks, you know, kind of thing. And that's like, that's the idea, you know, like you know, you, you know, and, and you get that right. I mean, you're granted that's fifty cents, probably too low, but you know, like she made it cheap enough that they're like, they're like, oh, we we got Mariah Carey playing, you know, do all I want for Christmas, you know, we got a cheap, like oh, let's 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 overrun this, you know, let's let's satirize this to the point of nauseum for everybody, but. For us, it's cheap, so you know it's we're making you know we're doing good because we're not you know we're not making money. As, I mean, we're not we're uh, not losing a lot of money if we go and get you know um, uh, you know uh, Elvis's uh, Blue Christmas, you know, because that's right. where money. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, every year, okay, like I'm looking, there were seven new Christmas songs written for 2021. All right, Ed, seven. I'm because I was looking. I'm looking here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, um. Small Town Christmas by Rob Thomas. Um, you know, whatever. Uh, On Christmas Day by Billy Idol. Billy Idol does a Christmas song in 2021. Uh-huh. Uh, the Best is Yet to Come by Ben Rector. I don't know who that is, but whatever. Good for him. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year by Ingrid Michelson featuring Zoe Deschanel. Little Things by ABBA. ABBA's still making music, particularly Christmas songs. Uh, Merry Christmas by Elton John and Ed Sheeran. So they they duet it together. Uh, let's see. Christmas Isn't Cancelled, Just You by Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> Sassy. <laughs> and then there's a bonus track, Don't Stand So Close to Me by The Police, the official Christmas version. <laughs> I don't know. It's a... Uh... I guess it's a more cheerful version. Don't stand so close to me. They put bells in it. It's got to be it. (laughs) But, I mean, there's more. I mean, I think Bon Jovi has a Christmas song. I I felt like in our time, anybody, because they used to do, like, uh, Pop Christmas or whatever it was. I don't know if they still make it, where they would get a bunch of current pop stars or rock stars to do, to redo or make a Christmas song and they would put it onto an album you know and I think that's I don't think her All I Want for Christmas was ever on that I think she did her like I think Christina Aguilera did her own Christmas album Britney Spears like I feel like all bands at one point in time have a Christmas song Shit, I saw Kiss without makeup sing Silent uh, sing Silent Night because I saw them they were in concert around Christmas time that's how they closed their show 
all of them standing around like singing Silent Night. I was like, this is weird. <laughs> you know, so, I don't know. Just, just I'm tired of her, Ed. <laughs> well, she's gonna be with you forever. <laughs> oh God. That's a like like uh, it's like it's it's unless unless she becomes like this horrible person and like you know like they ban her music because of she, she killed 40 people in a you know. you know what you could come out with an article tomorrow that mariah carey bathes in the blood of virgin children and you're gonna be like oh my god i can't be sure that but man i cannot get through the holiday season without that song <laughs> Like, well, see, like my my favorite. I don't even know the same name of the song, but there's always one I have to hear. It's 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 the brown shoes one. I don't know if you ever heard this one. <laughs> no, you've talked about the brown shoes one. It's a very sad song. It is because it's just like it's it's pathetic, and I'm like I'm like it's not Christmas till I hear that brown shoes song. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, so, but that's the thing. Like like. But but it's 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 harder because like like I listen to because like my wife and all loves Christmas so like I'll be driving around and we'll listen to, we're listening to Christmas music. A lot of times I'll have the radio on and I I like I'll try, I'll change the channel. I will change the channel if I'm by myself. But sometimes I'm like lazy and I turn the radio on and it's Christmas music. Especially when it's in like closer to Christmas, I'll definitely want to listen to it. But it's just like they're the same songs are played over and over again. Right. You know, you you you've got the the Holly Jolly Christmas. You've got you know you got Jimmy Durante and uh, uh, um, uh, oh, Jesus Christ, uh, I, I uh, can't tell you the old crooners that. basically playing. You right. know, you know uh, Sinatra and uh, uh, Martin. You know, Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra singing their hits and and uh, Gene Autry and uh, I can't tell you how tired I am of. Having a wonderful Christmas now, la la la, by the Beatles, the, the Paul McCartney one, yes, the Paul McCartney one, like la la la, or so this is Christmas, you know, I'm like, ugh, hate him, bah hum. That's why I'm always Mr. Bah humbug around the holidays. I mean, plus I work in retail, so that's got to say something too. But <laughs> I, I just, ugh, puke inducing. I'm tired of him, Ed. And all I want for Christmas is you by Mariah Carey. It sits on the throne of of satanic Christmas songs. <laughs> it's awesome, and you know it. Oh, no, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I, you know, I miss like um. I think one of mine is uh, favorite one is um, uh, Ave Maria by Sting. Sting does a great Ave Maria, and I love that tune in general. But when you got a good voice like him, his add something to the song and I'm like I kind of wish I'd hear more of that one you know or um, Blink-182 does a Christmas song but it's uh, not not it's not really airplay appropriate <laughs> you know I just we need more modern Christmas songs Ed that's what I'm saying well it's saying there's, there's a lot of them out there but like like for some reason they don't get the airplay because like like people will actually con like contact those radio stations. It's like we we want to hear we don't want to hear this song. We want to hear this song. Like 
people people like they because like like be a one-on-one had they put things out there it's like make your list you know tell us what you want to hear you know and that's just like right and because it's like because some people just like complain like oh you're playing the same things over and over again but a lot of people that's what they want they want the same thing it's it's top 40 radio regardless of what what time of year it is it's going to be like well these are the top 40 hits of christmas of all time play it every hour on the hour right but because at some at some point in time, it's someone's favorite song they like to hear all the time. It's like, yeah, but if I played the same song every hour on the hour, you would get annoyed with it. That's why you know I I just that's why I miss like well I used to have satellite radio like uh, XM Sirius in my in my car. Mm. I kind of miss that sometimes, but I know also too that if I wanted to, I could Spotify or Pandora it or um, I'm a Amazon Prime member so I could actually create my own playlists from Amazon Music and play it in the car if I wanted to. You know that's what I'm start doing it. Sean's Christmas playlists. <laughs> that's what that's what I'm doing. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot there's not gonna be one Christmas song on it. That's the <laughs> no, that's a Christmas song. But you know, every other song is gonna be the Hanukkah song from uh, <laughs> From Cut, Adam Sandler, because he did like four, four, four or five versions of that song. Did he? It'll be like, yeah, oh yeah, he did like. They're like, uh, here's a new list of people who are Jewish, just like you and me. And then he would modernize or update the list as as like every year, and he did it for like I think four years. Okay, I don't, I know he I knew he did it once before. Like I don't know four times. And I, and I and I I the original one's still the only one that's good to me, in right? My, in my opinion. <laughs> all right, that's all I got, Ed. All right, all right. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. I know it's not our tradition. It's, we had to take a step back, but you know, shit happens. Life is what happens, Ed. The sons of bitches. You didn't ask yourself why you should you do it. You should ask why wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. I, I I will. I needed to do a show today because I didn't want to hold on to the like the, the 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 boys, or I felt like by the time we got to it next week, it would have been stale. Right. Right. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, surprise, it's Geeksters. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't figured out already. <laughs> oh my goodness! Who would have thought? All right. Well, thanks, folks, for listening. Um, if you haven't already, go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter, at Geeksters. Or I'm just saying, you could contact Ed. Maybe tell him what your fa- what your favorite Christmas song is. You can call- contact him at Ed at WordsWithGeeks.com. Or you can tell Sean and tell him to make what do you put on his playlist. You can contact him at Sean at WordsWithGeeks.com. It's S H A W N. Excelsior. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.